Who doesn't like to pee in the sink? <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, December 13th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 469er. This is No Agenda. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation Lowlands, living in exile in Amsterdam. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I'm frustrated with crappy captures that really suck. <laughs> I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> well, if that's all we have to worry about, then we're going to be okay. Then we'll be just fine. I think it's a it's a representative of bigger problems. <laughs> bigger problems in the Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere. No, just in, in the just society in- at large. <laughs> Hey man, so how do I sound? I mean, I can almost do my nails while uh, while running the show here. I've got uh, all this gro- groovy gear. Sound nails, man. Yeah, yeah. So after um, Sunday's show, in fact, uh, Monday morning, uh, I, you know, you know that the most shops are closed in the Netherlands on Monday morning. They don't open oh, I until know about Monday. I know Sunday. No, uh, but uh, I had forgotten about this. But most shops are closed until one o'clock on Monday. And I don't reason know for, hmm? the reason for that is I, well. I was going to say I don't know the genesis of that. I do re- recall as a as a wee lad. I remember. Oh no, you know some shops weren't open at all on Monday. So if you want to go to, um, I, I I went to Dykeman Dykeman Music. What Dykeman 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 Music in Amsterdam? I went in. I went like, all right. I produce the best podcast in the universe. I need some gear. And the guy went like, really? <laughs> really? I'm so not impressed with you right now. Uh, podcast. What's po- a podcast? Can you tell me what a podcast is, bud? And then I can maybe get you some gear. And it's really interesting. This is now probably the third time in my life that I've built a, a podcast studio. And, of course, you know, by now I know exactly what the routing has to be. I know exactly all the boxes that I want. And I can cobble it together from almost anything, but I'm so. I mean, is do you think there's a market? Because you know, essentially, I've got I've got a mixer. I've got uh, one, two, three. I've got four separate outboard boxes. I've got you know, I've got a uh, the microphone. I could condense all of this into one beautiful small box that would be the definitive podcast rig. Do you think there's a market for us to like just make this thing already? You know, it's just wow. What? That's a great idea. <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, do we have? Can we talk to like? Uh, where do they make the iPhone over there in uh, China? China, yeah. Foxconn. We, we Foxconn. There's, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's dozens of Chinese vendors, even though they're not that trustworthy. But we can find some way of making sure that it happens. Mm-hmm. That can we can spec it out. Yeah, and that they'll make a prototype. Do you really we think can test the prototype? Can we really do this? I mean, is this really a possibility? Or you just, yeah, there's another thing. Or, we could. You know, here. Is this is like one of our books that we're going to do. do it. <laughs> is this like a book that we're never going to publish? Or <laughs> is this, is we could easily do it. <laughs> Seriously? Because I, I would be into it because I think I think there's value. Um, and I look at, so, you know, I I just was so frustrated after, after the last show. I'm like, and I said to Mickey, I said, I'm not even talking to John. I'm just going to go and invest the money. Uh, because it, it, you know, we're going to be here for you know a couple more weeks. We don't know what's going on. I I can't live like this. We can't produce the best podcast in the universe without some decent gear. And so um, with everything, and I actually I wound up having to buy a microphone as well, even though I have my blue mic with me. Of course, the blue microphone I was running it through the USB, 
And if you want to plug in the XLR, it has its own little special multi-plug, which you know it just goes to show how stupid that system really is. It's not like a universal XLR thing. So um, I spent 1,148 euros getting everything we needed, including you know, really good cables, not crappy cables. And the cables are like 10 euros a pop, and there's tons of cables. So, you know, that was a high-ticket item, but if you translate it into U.S. dollars, I guess it's like $8,000. We should be able to make it cheaper. Well, the I think the problem you're going to run into, I, I I like this. I'd love to spec it out. Uh-huh. And I think what you, I think you could probably make, a, there's probably a number of presets that yeah. are universal that so in other words you'd have you'd have a built-in compressor because you like oh, yeah, the no, sound well this is, this is my point you know we have a built-in compressor limiter gate we have you know the exact you know you get your five um the whole thing is basically one big preset box you know you don't need to have all these wires and all this stuff hanging out it's uh but you have two sets of compressor limiter one with a gate and one without a gate and then it's just routing it's just the routing in the mixer the mixer is the cheapest thing these yamaha mixers are like 150 bucks and nothing and they're made of plastic with you know it's heavy because of the the power supply that's a, that's you know it's it, it's just plastic nothingness inside yeah you can actually use a brick for the power supply <laughs> yeah yeah, we could have one power supply for the whole thing, and then you supply your computer. And everything else is just automatic. You can have four guests. You can have guests on Skype or on Mumble. All the mix minusing is all set up. It's all done perfectly. And, you know, just adjust these little knobs to your own tinny voice, and, you know, and you, and, and you get your sound. And then you're good to go. It could be in one beautiful box. We could sell it to churches. We could sell it. Who else needs a podcast? Uh, everybody. Yeah, everybody. That's right. Everyone needs a podcast. No, everybody needs a podcast. And, I've always said that. And we'll have our picture on the front, you know, the two, our heads, like, you know, with our thumbs up. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the rig we use, as as heard on the best podcast in the universe. I'm telling you, it, could be, it would be perfect. It would be perfect. But we have, I'm in. We have exactly, what, nine days to do it before the world ends? We, we, we got to hurry. Well, we can spec it out before the world ends and then uh, see what happens afterwards. <laughs> because it's possible that we're only going to take the born-again Christians. Right. They're and they lift, they come with, apparently they lift right off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and go into the sky where I guess the vacuum blows them up. I don't know what happens. <laughs> oh, man. So here we are in uh, Gitmo Nation lowlands uh, where um, global, they didn't get the memo about global warming here. It is very, very chilly. In fact, uh, I'd say bone-chillingly so. It's very, very cold here in the winter. And um, there's uh, there's weird stuff going on, which I think is probably indicative of, of Europe in general, as I've you know, now I've kind of integrated. On what, and I have to say, some of the uh, state-controlled uh, uh, broadcasts on television, it's kind of fun to watch because I, there's no way you would have this type of programming on a commercial station, you know what I mean. The, the, there is some craziness that's going on that you just there's just no way that would fly in a in a commercial world, and I kind of like that. Now, on the other hand, uh, this place is is commie central, dude. This is this place is going. They're nuts here. So now uh, you know because of course they're in the middle of austerity, um, and uh, so everyone has to like shut up, slave, and we're going to take your money away. They have now hired commercial bill collectors to help the IRS uh, collect 
<laughs> uh, back taxes. So you can be sitting at home and be like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. You know, you're having a little coffee after dinner. The doorbell rings, and there'll be one of these commercial bill collectors on behalf of the Dutch government to come and collect your back taxes. Really? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Well, well, it's lots of weird stuff. The thing that I like the most here that I learned is something called halal housing. Halal? Halal housing, yes. H-A-L-A-L? Yes, halal. As in halal meat, you're familiar with the halal products? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what is halal uh, produce or halal, halal products that you uh, buy? It's, uh, it's, it's, us- it's, it's, it's uh, targeted at Muslims. Mm-hmm. It uh, has stricter controls on cleanliness, and right. obviously right. there's no pork. There's no such right. thing as halal pork. Right. And right. uh, you find yeah. it at uh, grocers. It's actually a better pro- quality product usually. Right. So and it's also the Jews also are, are uh, the most of the Jewish diaspora have eat halal. So, so it's, it's, it has to do with cleanliness and yes, how it's processed specifically. So the halal living uh, quarters, the halal homes, they are now discussing in the Netherlands. Is um, they there's a, you know, the Muslim community, which is uh, growing here, uh, as you know, in most of Western Europe, the Muslim community, uh, which is immigrated, is uh, is growing. Uh, they feel they need uh, halal housing, uh, which has you know, the, so they can uh, uh, basically cordon off a portion of the house, so the wife and other women folk can be behind there, and so they don't have to look at them. <laughs> and so the you know the, guy, the which I think. There's something to it, you know. It's like you know, just just like put the women back there. Maybe they should have a little hole, a little glory hole. You know, you could get some servicing if you want. But this is the actual conversation. I mean, and and I get this, of course, from the cab drivers who bring me up to, up to speed. But they're like, "Hey, man, have you heard about the halal housing?" I said, "No." <laughs> and this, well, is, I this is a big topic. I would say that if you type halal housing into Google, yeah. you get lots of information, and most of it's hap- happening in the Netherlands. Yeah. Well, so I'm not full of crap. This is this is really true. You're full of crap. <laughs> but what, you know, when someone tells you like halal housing, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But it's really true. <laughs> this is really happening over here. This is it's weird, man. It's really really weird. Uh, Apparently, a lot of the headlines is halal homes ignite religious row. Yeah, well, that's probably the BBC. Matter of fact, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, BBC is you know they're just waiting for this to you know to propagate across all of Europe into their little island over there in Gitmo Nation East. So this doesn't surprise me that they're uh, they're already making fun of it and talking about the row that will will commence. So those are kind of like the main topics, and uh, and I have a feeling that it, this is <laughs> yes totally unknown to us here. Even though the American <laughs> Renaissance webpage seems the the hello oh, well, American it. Renaissance, yeah, that sounds like like was it front page or front line or one of those like real anti-Muslim outfits? Funny. <laughs> so the American Renaissance, I get a pop up, a message from Jared Taylor. Uh huh. And what does Jared have to say for himself? Well, J- what's funny is Jared Taylor, I know Jared Taylor. Oh, okay. And he, um, the long story, I have to do a whole thing on Jared Taylor someday, but he's like a major, uh, uh, 
he's kind of a spokes. He's be, he's forced himself to become a spokesperson for the extreme uh, right. Uh, and yeah, he exactly. Would be all that's over that's this. what that's what American Renaissance sounds like. Sounds exactly yeah. like that. But the thing is, they so you know we have a lot of um, you know in the Netherlands there's government housing and you know there's there's still you know a lot of this commie based stuff. So the discussion is not just having halal housing. You know that you know if, if in America if you want to have a halal house, go ahead, build whatever you want. You know you can put your women behind the sliding door. It's up to you and up to your women. But here, it's they want the government to build certain halal housing, you know, <laughs> for the for the people who come in. It's like you know, so so we're welcoming, so <laughs> so so one feels comfortable when they come to live here. And there's still there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tension, I would say. Why they don't build mud huts? <laughs> I was watching. Um, so in uh, in America now, I I. I of course, I'm, I'm, there's, there's no conversation whatsoever about it here. Uh, and we get CNN International, which is way different than the CNN you see in the States. So there's actually some international news or, you know, showbiz news of an international nature. Uh, but then I'm watching this, uh, you know, this conversation about the uh, right-to-work state, which is a very interesting concept. And maybe we should get into that for uh, for a second. But uh, what uh, the thing that I wanted to play in relation to uh, uh, to Europe is uh, Michael Moore, who was on Current TV, and uh, and of course this was in uh, in Michigan, which is the latest uh, now right to work state. And what that means that's pretty Orwellian term actually. It's kind of cool because that's nothing that's not going to do with the right to work necessarily. But he uh, propagates a lie, and as a, as a uh, a, a, fresh, a freshly reminted European, I just have to call him on it. The European unions after World War II, they, here's, how it, here's what they did differently than our unions. They decided not to just work for their own members. They wanted societal change. So the reason why you have universal free health care throughout all of Europe... <clears throat> Bullshit! Excuse me, uh, Mr. Michael Moore. Seriously? Universal free health care throughout all of Europe? Is that what I just heard you say? You're full of crap. In fact, in, in, in the Netherlands, the, the, you see nothing but ads the whole day from different uh, health insurers like, oh, it'll only cost you 50 euros a month per person with us. Oh, it'll cost you 79 euros per person per month, asterisk with us. Everyone is paying for the health care. There is no universal free health care throughout all of Europe. Um, and, it, and it certainly is not even free in the United Kingdom. Uh, it is built into the system. But, you know, this meme of like it's free and it's all beautiful and the Europeans are so smart. Uh, no. Is because the European unions in the 40s said, we don't want this just for our members. We want this for everybody, and we're not settling for anything less. Yeah, how'd that work out? It's so <laughs> groovy over here. So I looked up the term uh, right-to-work state because I wanted to understand what was going on because it's such an interesting term. And uh, I, 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 uh, Texas, it turns out, is a right-to-work state. And what it means yeah. is that you have a right to work at uh, a company uh, without being uh, obligated to pay Union dues is that the uh, have I synopsized that possible uh, properly? 
Yeah, it's actually uh, that. That's essentially it, right? You don't have to join the union to work. That means you have the right to work without having. Uh, now, what, now, what's your take union? on this? What's your? Ta- I mean, I'm I'm a member of uh, several unions: the uh, well, Screen Actors you know, Guild and the uh, American Federation of Television and Radio. Mean, when did actors. you get in the Screen Actors Guild? Uh, when I did Swamp Thing. Thank you very much. Why don't you get your health care from them? <laughs> because I get it free from Mevio, kind of free. <laughs> I have to fill out my timesheet, and I have to upload some stupid shows to their website, and then I get health care for it. Why would I take it from them if I'm getting if I'm getting it from a company already? I'd have to. You don't get it for free from SAG. You got to pay for it. The SAG had a good deal, though. Hmm. It's not. I mean, Mickey's looked at it. We 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 have actually weighed it. Um, I, I, I think we're okay with where we're at right now. Uh, SAG is a little gitmoey, but it's hey, there. What was it's, the question again? Let's go back. I'm sorry. What was the question? Well, the question is, what do you think about this right to work? I mean, the idea that there are, because I mean, people are really passionately upset about this. I mean, people are freaking out over this. Yeah, well, what it does is a union busting. It's a union busting measure. It's a known union. It's a way to break up unions. And uh-huh. the thing is, the unions in this country have been broken up by, by laws that were passed by both the Democrats and the Republicans, which have made it illegal. In fact, uh, Buzzkill Jr. did all the research on this. Uh, there was a there was apparently some bill, and I have a, a clip later in the show which shows you how this kind of thing works. But there was a bill that was passed, which was like the pro-labor act to promote unions, you know, kind of thing mm-hmm. that went through Congress. And in the bill, they said it's now illegal to have a general strike. It's a felony. Mm-hmm. And it's also a felony to have a wildcat strike. So if you organize a wildcat strike, in fact, they're still trying to track down the guys who did the wildcat strike on a Walmart uh, somewhere around the country. They just got to, even if you're not in the union, you're, you, you get everybody in your company to say, screw this place, we're walking off. You've just committed a felony. Right. And they'll throw you in jail. So there's no, the union movement in this country has been completely killed off by the powers that be for various reasons. The unions also killed themselves off by going along with the program and by not changing with the times. I mean, I remember when I was a, uh, a union organizer. And I had gotten some. Tr- hey, hey, kid, come over here. You better hey, hey, sign up, sign up, and or went, else I'll cap your knees, bitch. And I went to some. I went to some training. Uh, I went to so some of these things that yeah, take you make you go to listen. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's like it's it, the whole attitude uh-huh. is the old. It's not my job. There's no cooperation. That they promote non-cooperation, which doesn't work. Let's imagine Silicon Valley, where you're, you know, you're. Uh, you're a programmer or you're no you're a video editor you're editing something and you're also coding your own site and you've got a web uh you maybe have a, a blog no no you can't do the blog because it's not your job it's not specked out specifically right. well, well we have this of course we know about this in the motion picture industry where if as an actor you touch a light then the the whole shoot can be sh- shut down for the entire day or a week or for the rest of the production because yeah. you overstepped a union boundary. You move the light yeah. because you yeah. think, you know, hey, can I help you move that light? Nah, yeah. it's not your job. Right. Well, let me help you. No, and then boom, they'll shut down the production. That is where the union thing headed. It, it, it very slowly headed to such not – because it was all based on, on assembly line work. So, you know, you, yeah, you had a spot on the assembly line and you're supposed to put a bolt on there. You're not supposed to be wandering all over the place. And so it made sense in the 20s and 30s. 
But w- w- during a period where uh, where the structure of industrialism changed and cooperation was more and more needed, so people had to do multiple things, the unions couldn't adapt to that, and so they they essentially pushed put themselves out of a job. So here's what's they're, interesting: they're old fashioned; they're very old fashioned. So here's what's interesting: so you know, the minute you bring something like this up, immediately. Uh, Buzzkill Jr. starts posting stuff in the uh, in the chat room, in the back channel. And here's what he posts, because I know you don't look at that. He says, you know, um, you can uh, get fired off of a job in a right-to-work state instantly. Well, yeah, what's wrong with that? What if you just suck? See, I'm not, I'm not against you know, this. That's a noodles attitude, kind of, in a way. And I, I really like Buzzkill Jr., but... I've never understood the, you know, it's like, well, you can't fire me. Yeah, you should be. I, th- I think it's good no, no, when you can let's, get fired. Let, wait, let's look at this more objectively. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty objective. Yeah, you, you really actually can't fire somebody for no good reason on a, in any company, in any state, right to work or not, because there are state laws about, you know, uh, discrimination. Uh, there's a bu- there's a slew of uh, no, but I'm not I'm not firing I'm not firing him because he's black. <laughs> no. no, hey, Buzzkill Jr., you're black you're and gay. Him. Go away. <laughs> you're firing him because of some reason that has to be real, right? I mean, like, yeah, if, if the guy's a bonehead and he's he sitting there peeing on the product. <laughs> hey, look at this! I'm peeing on the product as it goes through, and you fire him. Yeah, you can do that. Let me just write this down. Let me just make sure I've got it right. It could it also just be if you just suck, or does it have to involve urination on said product, or can you just like just not be a good worker? Is that possible? I think yeah, it is. you can fire somebody who's not a good worker. Yeah, okay. It's not in your best interest to to keep them around, and it's not in your best interest to fire a good worker. Right, so exactly. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's. he's I don't know what he's been a, a little noodly. Well, just a little noodly. It's just a little bit. It's it's the kids. It's just the kids, but you know the whole thing is just like this. In this, uh, I'm, I'm and by just, the way, yeah. What's up? Where, where's the spreadsheet? He's he's, he's <laughs> what is he doing? In the, I know this is my. Let's fire this kid because he's black, gay, and he's pissing on the spreadsheet. This is no good. <laughs> You're right. What is he doing? Where's the spreadsheet? <laughs> Here we are talking about our only employee. Who, by the way, would probably quit before we'd have a chance to fire. I've had it with you two boneheads. <laughs> I don't want, I never, he's probably already quit. <laughs> uh, uh, this, it's just funny. It's just funny. Anyway, so yeah, no, they uh, apparently Michigan of all places, the home <laughs> of the American, the, the, the invention of the assembly line yeah. in Michigan yeah. goes right to work. It's amazing. Yeah, and. Uh, but people are really angry. I'm, I'm hearing like, yo, it's the Koch brothers. It's like, <laughs> like it's always the Koch brothers. <laughs> the Koch brothers don't care. Well, when President Obama was in Detroit, and he had a very interesting speech, and, and I was trying to understand this. A, help, help me dissect this. Words made in America. Today, Daimler is announcing a new. First of all, I like the fact that you're talking about a German company. <laughs> Daimler. Daimler? Yeah. Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Daimler. They're announcing a new $120 million investment into this plant, creating 115 good new union jobs. Building How many jobs? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. It's $120 million and it's 115 jobs. Why don't you just give everyone a million bucks? <laughs> 115 jobs? That's it? Yes. 
Wow. But they're good union Woo! jobs. <laughs> they're union jobs. Listen to that again. I was Party. like, Party. This can't be right. $120 million investment into this plant, creating 115 good new union jobs. And they overpay those union guys. Apparently, that's why they can only afford 115 of them. For $120 million. What are they doing? What? Wait. Building transmissions and turbochargers right here in Redford. Building turbochargers, yeah. yeah that's going to work when everyone has to have 50 miles to the gallon. Yeah, turbocharger. That's turbochargers. Turbocharger. But the guy who really, who really laid it down, uh, Jeffrey Immelt, who we'll be talking about in a moment, I'm sure, as, it, as in, in regards to a fine concert in New York. Jeffrey Immelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You noticed that they got involved in that, too. Oh, yeah. So Jeffrey Immelt, who is uh, not only the uh, chief executive and chairman of GE, General Electric, uh, but he's also on the president's economics job. Com- I think he's the chairman of the president's you know job economic thing. Well, he advises the Everybody, president yeah, on jobs. The bogus drinking club committee. So he's on Charlie Rose. And he, he says something really amazing to me. China's changing. Uh, the growth rate has gone from double digits to right around 8%. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be sust- being stabilized now as we speak. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for China? And what does it mean for the United States? And should it change the expectations? Look, I think it's good for China, actually. You know, to a certain extent, Charlie, 11 or 12% is unsustainable. Right. You know, you, you end up getting too much uh, stimulus or you get, you get a, a, a misallocation of resources. They're much better off working on more of a consumer-based economy, less dependent on exports, mm-hmm. driving technology and innovation harder. Really, the one thing that actually works, you know, uh, state-run communism may not be your cup of tea, but... Their government works. <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> like, this is the guy who's in charge of like advising the president what? on jobs. Hey, communism, state-run jobs, everybody. It works. Are you kidding That's me? close to clip of the day already. <laughs> you want to hear the rest of it? He elaborates yeah. a little bit. <laughs> you know, and they, they have, get things done. They have f- five-year plans. I, I was t- Ooh, five-year plans. Tell our team, read the 12th five-year plan, which is the segment we're in. Typically, what they're doing makes sense. <laughs> you know, like telling people to shut up, live in a box, have one kid. In the Chinese context, that's what they're doing now. You know, the new president comes in, Mr. Xi comes in, he's got an agenda, and they're driving environment, they're driving company reform. Anyway. Guy's a bullcrapper. This is just kissing the Chinese butt on behalf of General Electric to sell jet engines. Oh, yeah. So I I need to make a little um, announcement. And the announcement is... No matter Can what, I guess what it is. <laughs> no, you can't guess. You'll never guess. You have no idea what what my announcement is about. No matter what I, you heard, no matter what they told you, um, the world was not watching the concert for Sandy. No matter how many numbers they put up of different countries, no one gave a crap. This was not in the papers. No one was talking about it. You know, there was a little blurb this morning that show like Bon Jovi and Springsteen. Like, oh, yeah, the, they had a concert for Sandy in America. This was not Live Aid, okay? It was not We Are the World. In fact, it was, this is what rich, middle-aged white people do instead of changing their Twitter icon. 
is they put on a concert and circle jerk money around. This was the, I, uh, yeah. I, I have a couple of clips about this. Well, just you want, for you. Okay. Well, good. I have one clip, uh, but I want to have two clips, and I, and I have some research that I need to get into because this thing is making. Now, I when we talked about it on uh, Sunday, I said, you know, this thing is presented by Chase. Now, um, I saw uh, the report today. They raised fifty million dollars, apparently, which will go to all these other little charities uh, who will then, you know suck up salaries and stuff and do all kinds of things, and I want to talk about one or two specifically. No. What? What no? no? What no? You play McCartney. He tells you where the money goes. Oh, okay. It was here. Come on. And anyone watching on the TV, keep donating, because it's going to the best cause. Robin Hood are taking it right to the people. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, I love the name Robin Hood because it gives you that whole vibe of like, yeah, man, he's taking it from the rich and giving it to the poor. Yeah, bull crap. Bull crap. Do you know how much this organization... Here, uh, before we play another clip. So th so after we bitched and moaned, all of a sudden, magically, they published their 2011 Form 990. I mean, all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just say... I think not. All of a sudden, oh, there, there's their form 990, and you know, I was like, wow, that even that's pretty interesting. So um, let's see. The, in 2011, they brought in 164 million 898 thousand 420 dollars, uh, which is uh, nice. Which is 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 damn good, I'd say. Um, how many people do you think work at this Robin Hood organization that steal from the rich and give to the poor? How many people do you and think by, work there? By the way, just as an aside, yeah. Robin Hood was a criminal. Thank you. It was a total anyway, criminal. Just to it. Uh, how many people do you think uh, work at this? I would say a couple. I'd say a thousand people. <laughs> no, just just people on staff, not not in all the other organizations, just the people to run the logistics so not the concert organizers, just the people who sit at the office, 126. 126. And, the, and David Saltzman, the executive director and CEO, gave himself a raise. Uh, his base salary for 2011 was $565,778. Uh, and, he, and he received a bonus for hitting certain targets of $76,437. So the guy is making almost three-quarters of a million dollars a year of your money for God knows what. And then, you know, of course, we still have all the same people, including uh, Harvey Weinstein's uh, cousin or brother, Michael Weinstein. He's in for $450,000. So these people are all making three, four hundred grand. Um, but here's the stuff that really upsets me. So, compensation of current officers, directors, trustees is $3 million. Other salaries and wages, just other, $7.2 million. Just other stuff, just other. It's not even specified, just other. Oh, that's party. That's, uh, that's uh, beer, uh, the beer bongs. <laughs> they have uh, invested $93.5 million in limited partnerships at fair market value. So, that's where the money goes. The money comes in, and then they invest it. To make more money, of course. Wait a minute. Know, so they bring in 163 million, 163 million, million, million dollars. I see. I need to study what these guys are up to. <laughs> yeah. So they bring in that kind of money, yeah. and then they just instead of giving it to the charities that they claim to give it to, they invest it into uh, 
Stocks and bonds. Or what? Yeah, yeah, limited partnerships. Stocks and bonds? Yes, limited partnerships. They uh, invested $36 million in Central American Caribbean, um, what do they call it, uh, uh, investments, $26 million in Europe, and $4 million in North America. And this is a New York charity, I'll remind you. Now, entertainment. So in 2011, they had a benefit dinner, and they had a rock concert, and then they had other events. And they pay for their entertainment because these people who show up, who are on stage, they are not doing it for free. We know that Stevie Wonder got a half a million dollars. They've stopped specifying that, by the way, exactly who got what. Uh, but for the uh, benefit dinner in 2011, they paid the entertainment, people on stage, not the staging, not, you know, not, not the, the concert organizers. We have that, that is specified. No, just the entertainment, the entertainers. $4.869 million. For the rock concert they did in 2011, $11 million. They go to these concerts. $11 million they paid the enter. Now, sure, they made a lot, lot of money, but the, the entertainers, you know, why do you think they're all happy up there? Why do you think Bon Jovi is standing there going like, yeah? Why do you think Paul McCartney is like, how much are you going to pay me? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be Kurt Cobain. Hell yeah. I mean, hell yeah. So they paid $17 million in entertainment costs. And again, they gave, you know, a, a cool, uh, what is it, uh, $400,000 to SEIU Home Industry. They paid their architect over a million dollars. Their architect. And lots of money, and they're, they're spending it. Yeah, but this, this is so, you know, they're not all so that Robin Hood. What, what actually, what bothers you at the base level about this? Did you, or, wait, wait, let me guess. You're not bothered by the fact that they're taking in money and spending money. I mean, everybody, I mean, businesses do that, charities do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, even we do it, even though it's not those kinds of numbers, to say the least. <laughs> right. But, but people do that. But but this is, I think what bothers you is this is presented as some sort of a... Uh, Big-ass charity, a, we love you, and we're doing it for the people. And you, and Yeah, we're doing it for the people, but we're investing the money on the people's behalf, apparently, and then they never get the money. Well, there's a couple they of things. had a bunch... There's a couple they things, John. They had a John. bunch of ads. Hold on a second. Before you get to that, and, and I, I, then I want to let you roll, okay? Chase. So they raised $50 million. $50 million is a rounding error on Chase's bonus checks, okay? It's bullcrap money. It's, you know, it's a, it's, you've got, uh, uh, Sykes who runs Clear Channel, who single-handedly ruined radio in America, and you've got Weinstein. You know, So, of course, everyone's going to show up for these guys, especially because they're getting paid. It's one big circle jerk, feel good, change your Twitter icon into we rock, we are the world, and then they don't even give this money. You know, If you took that $50 million and you gave a million dollars to 50 families, I'd feel better. But they don't. They give it to all these other nonprofit organizations who all have their own salaries and all have their own overhead. And we still, it's like Haiti. It's the same people who did Haiti. In fact, this, and then I'll get off of this. So one of our producers, <laughs> one of our, I get really angry about this. One of our producers sent me an email and, and the whole world is copied on it from Avery Jean. And I, and I presume Avery Jean is related to Wyclef Jean. And uh, this is from Artists United for Haiti. And he forwards me the email. It says, Hi, everyone. I hope all is well. I probably interacted with you in the past in connection with Artists United for Haiti, Inc. 
Hope all is well. I'm inviting you to participate in a music relief effort for the victims of Hurricane Sandy. And we're calling everyone to take part in using their particular set of skills, hence your graphic design skills. Tomorrow night in New York, a number of superstars are putting on a major concert to help out. Our effort is a unique opportunity for you to help out with your individual talent. We need you to use your graphic design skills to create a great logo for this uh, simple in character for the New Yorkers for New Yorkers Music Relief. So another thing. Your participation would be on a voluntary basis. We're asking your help, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Jean. So I go look. Of course, the first thing I do is I go check out this uh, artist United for Haiti, who have, their nonprofit status has been revoked by the IRS because they haven't filed a Form 990 in three years. So this is a scam. You go to the website, artistsunitedforhaiti.org. It's a half of a cached website parked. If you go to it on a on your phone, you immediately get a, a, an app for porn because it's you know because the parking site sniffs out that you're uh, on a mobile phone. It tries to give you a porn app. It's a scam. <laughs> it's a scam. It's, it's un- unbelievable scam. All of this. If you want to help people. I mean, we know what, how Haiti worked out. It's the same people. There's, they're ripping you off. They're having a great time. They're all hanging out. Ooh, I got to hang out with Roger Waters. Ooh, I got to hang out with, with Pete Townsend. Ooh, I got to hang out with Bon Jovi. It, it sickens me. I throw up in my mouth. And then we get Brian Williams. Brian Williams, the guy who used to do segment pieces for Channel 4 in New York about women getting boob jobs, and he hit on the women after they had just gotten a boob job, they're still taped up. That guy, who's now the anchor of NBC Evening News, he he comes on, and this is what he his contribution to the world of music. Chase. GE. Verizon. Now Galaxy. Time Warner Cable. And here it comes. Listen up. And Q. Brian. Any kids in the audience tonight, that was your Uncle Keith Moon. You're going to learn how to say a lot of new things if you stay with us throughout the evening. And that was your Uncle Roger Daltrey. Who- okay. So, um, memo to Brian Williams. Hey, 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 hey. You always give me crap about lousy clips. Was that? Did you have a TV set in a bucket? Yeah, this was sent to me. I'm on the it's road. Gear. I'm on the road. Uh, Brian Williams just said alligator clips. Brian Williams just said that was Keith Moon on stage. Okay, Brian Williams, you a hole. Keith Moon has been dead for 25 years. Okay, he was not on stage. I don't care how Maybe good he you was think speaking the concert rhetorically. Is. He was speaking as though the the ghost of Keith Moon was there. You get my point. How sad, how sad this whole thing is. Yep, yeah, no one cares anymore. This did the, you see oh, any of this concert? No, nah, I saw maybe three songs on the stream because, of course, you know, I woke up early this morning and I caught some of it. Um, okay, but well, it, I saw it. So. Oh, all right. What did you and, see, John? Well, I, I I actually made a little DVD for you, which I'll send to you <laughs> oh, because you. you need to see some of this stuff because <laughs> it was so so outrageous. <laughs> I'm know. watching I'm watching the Who supposedly, yeah, <laughs> and I'm looking I'm looking I'm saying why is Bill Clinton singing lead? <laughs> I'm going I'm looking. Oh wait a minute, that's not Bill Clinton. It's what Roger Daltrey, 
who looks now looks like Bill Clinton. Really? He's got this. He's got his gut hanging out. He's got a big wig on that looks like Clinton's <laughs> hair. He must be bald as a billiard, I guess. He can, no and he, besides him and Pete Townsend, I swear to God, at least four times they almost fell over. Oh, just wow. trying to, you know, it was really bad, the, yeah. the Who kind of thing. And they played like 30, <laughs> they played like a million songs. It, the Rolling Stones came out. It was it was hard to look at. Yeah. I mean, it, just hard to look at. I don't know who's going to go to these concerts. But this is my point. This is, this is what old middle-aged white guys think is cool. Oh, let's put on a concert. It's, you know, it's like, what? Yeah, actually, Paul McCartney, I have to say, was at least a consummate professional. He has a young band, and at least he, he was right. at least could perform. But the other guys couldn't. But it was, yeah, you're right, because they showed the audience, and this was the best part, and the clip I have for you that I'll send to you, you get to see it, is like they're singing some old Who song, and then they show the audience, and there's a bunch of beyond middle-aged old ladies and guys who are like stockbrokers yeah and they're yeah. all mouthing and they're jumping around as though that they're really cool and it was so happy awesome man Madonna. it was like the, it was it was like it was it rocked man it was so great and we helped people you didn't help people you fat f get off your fat ass and go down and really help someone if you want to help somebody just give money directly yes uh well, go down there and help. They did have a, a promotion that making it look as if they had all these guys with these blue T-shirts supposedly that were helping people. I mean, I didn't these reports. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's here's my clip, the 12, 12, 12 clip, which starts off with the same list of donors and then goes to a, a clip of people who are being helped by a bunch of guys in blue T-shirts and on the back of the blue T-shirts emblazoned J.P. Morgan Chase. Oh. And supposedly these volunteers are just crawling all over the place which is not the reports we're getting no but you can play this and you get a sense of it okay so this is my uh, my foreigner living abroad in exile here's what here's the the real flavor of this fantastic concert which will help nobody Spring? <laughs> wow. No commercial interruption. Now, I've been through quite a few hurricanes. Never in my life did I see destruction like this. All right, now, who's this? Who's this talking? Who's this talking? Some woman, some anonymous person. Oh, okay. 14 years ago, we opened up the restaurant called Jacobov's Bay. Storm washed us away. Came in like a big giant and took us right out. These are homes. Their, their kids go to school. They live here. And there's nothing left. By Tuesday afternoon, we had started the pantry. And it's just grown since then. Volunteers are coming in here, pulling out sheetrock, ripping up floors. Everybody keeps bringing supplies. What do you need? What do you have? What, do you, what can we get for you? I thought it was my obligation to come out here and give a hand. It's a sense of the community coming together, and there's a sense of relief. Everybody's down here to help. It's amazing. Yeah. It brings people together. To come here and help others that can't help themselves, that is what gives you the hope. I can't even explain how strong everybody is. I'll be here every day they need me. What happens next? 
we rebuild. Somehow we figure out how to rebuild. What is the irony of, uh, or just how ironic is it to see Pink Floyd uh, performing on stage with a Chase logo? I mean, how wrong is that? <laughs> I mean, these were these uh, Pink Floyd are the anti-machine guys, the anti-establishment. You know, leave, teacher, leave those kids alone. You know, money, it's a gas. The whole thing is just—it's it, bizarre to me. It's just bizarre. And then you—and then you look at the tweets. I'm like, oh man, the 21st of December can't come fast enough. We need to kill people off. It's sad. Tweets. It's, it's they had the tweets emblazoned across a giant crawler across the top of the stage. A very well produced uh, event, I'd say. Gen- generally speaking, well, they should. They apparently paying top dollar. Ugh. And it was a big promotion for Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, well, I thought they were very credible at the way they handled it. I mean, they're going to probably do just exactly what happened with Haiti. None of this money is going to go to these no, people. No. Or they're going to be gouged. Well, they also apparently... State Farm doing sponsoring the thing? Why aren't they up there with their adjusters giving people money that yes. they owe them? No, no, because all the adjusters are at the concert, second row. I got no time for that. I'm glad we got that out of our system. Since now we have, we're going to be thanking our, our twelve, twelve, twelve knights who came in to help us. Well, let me first say uh, in the morning to you there, uh, John C. Dvorak. Well, in the morning to you, Adam Curry, and in the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air, and all knights and dames who keep this show alive, so we can skewer uh, <laughs> various operations that we find to be offensive. Yeah, bogative, 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 bogative. Thank you so much. And of course, in the morning, we got a lot of good. Uh, we got a lot of good material for today's show. Yeah. By the way, it'll be worth it. Yeah, let me uh, thank uh, all of our human resources. Not only the ones who are in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, but all the ones who sent lovely words of encouragement and uh, well wishes to Miss Mickey, uh, who is uh, doing much better. Thank you very much. How she? Yes, yeah, she doing okay. Yeah, she's she's. Al- Let me just check. Are you alive? Are you still alive? <gasps> she's like in the morning. <laughs> she's like, ah, no, you know, because the 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 infection she had it made her her back uh, numb and cold. Does that make any sense? No, I know a lot of people get a backache, a really harsh backache from that. Uh, from uh, yeah, well, it, it was it was infection. not uh, it was not good. So, of course, just uh, living in uh, in Gitmo lowlands. By itself, right now, is just a, a bit of a hardship. Uh, I am literally well, you got to ta- what? You got to take advantage of the free health care that's throughout <laughs> Europe. Well, no, Ch- check this out. There is no free health care. We had to pay for it, and then maybe we'll get reimbursed. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll tell you where all the money's going. Here, we went to the museum, the Stedelijk Museum, the Museum of Modern Art, and uh, which has been reopened. What they did is they. They built a whole new shell around the outside of the building, which is pretty cool what they've done, but it looks like a bathtub. And uh, you go in there, and it's like, yeah, there's some cool stuff, I mean, for sure. But then you get to the room where they've got pictures scotch taped to the wall. I'm like, okay, man. I mean, this is where I get a little cynical. Yeah. This is all part of the exhibit. Pictures scotch taped to the <laughs> yes, wall. Yes, literally. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell, I can do that here. Yeah, this, but see, this is well, this is what I keep telling Ms. Mickey, and then she's like, "Shh, be quiet." <laughs> it's like, but I can. 
do this? This is bull crap. I can. You know, I mean, <laughs> bull crap. <laughs> I mean, there's some amazing stuff in there, no doubt about it. But you know, the Scotch tape pictures on the wall, I'm like, and the guy urinating on a chair is like, okay, cool. But I, I'm pretty sure I could come up with that. Anyway, um, but I do want to thank everyone who uh, who's been sending very kind messages. Everyone who's offered their home. Uh, their vehicles, their bicycles. Uh, Ms. Mickey's got a bike now, uh, although I'm not letting her ride it yet. I said it's too cold. Because, um, you know, you can't have a Dutch girl in Amsterdam without a bike. Um, uh, people have been bringing by just all kinds of stuff. They've been, they've been very, very kind and, uh, and made us feel uh, extremely welcome, uh, very much at home. And so that's uh, that's fantastic. And also thank you to... Uh, uh, no Agenda Racing Team, who uh, open up their website. They kick off uh, our, our No Agenda Motorcycle Racing Team at noagendaracing.com. I think we can also get our uh, other sports on there. I think we have uh, – don't we have a demolition derby car? Yeah, we do somewhere. Someone's got a demolition. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's still – if it's any good. Well, the problem, you know, the problem with demolition derby cars is they eventually get wrecked. They get dem- demolitionized. And thank you very much, uh, Martin JJ, for uh, the artwork on our previous episode, 468. Uh, everyone was really, really kind. Uh, thank you all for bearing with our uh, audio issues. I think we're much better today. Uh, so you know that we've really worked on it. Um, uh, tweeted a couple pictures so you can see. Uh, that we uh, leave no stone unturned when it comes to producing the best podcast in the universe. And let's thank some uh, people. Uh, we have we have nights. We've got uh, twelve twelve nights. We've got well, uh, good, I, I support, wanna, good support. Good support. I, I want to separate out our. Uh, we had a bunch of people out of the blue that came in with the twelve 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 donation, one thousand two hundred twelve dollars and twelve cents to commemorate. Most of them came in yesterday on twelve twelve twelve. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, super we wanna, karma. Yeah. We wanna just I just want to put before we thank our executive producers, I want to thank this group specifically. Good idea. And uh because this is a very special day when we have this many large donations. Um and it was amazing. I didn't actually expect it to come barreling in like that. And we did have a number before I mean even the the Baron has a twelve 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 but these all came in on the date, including uh, Zachary, uh, I think it's Zachary Gieseman, who I think came in last, five minutes before midnight, huh. Ellensburg, Washington. And he's a silent knight, say about it. He just gave us 12, 12, 12. And so, uh, no, Eon no. Field. Or Ian. E- uh, <laughs> Ian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eastley, uh, Hampshire, or Eastleigh. 12, 12, 12. Uh, John and Adam being lis- been listening far too long with no donation. That's a way to start off. So please accept the 12, 12, 12 knighthood donation. Appreciation for the best podcast in the universe. Looking forward to taking my place at the No Agenda Roundtable. Just a general purpose karma for me. Keep up the great work. Yeah, well, we'd love to give you some general purpose karma, of course. You've got Kidding karma. Me? Thank you so much. And the nut- and then uh, add Heisterman's. In Cham, which I, where is that? Is Cham. that Holland? Cham. Cham. Cham, yes. <laughs> it is located in the lowlands. Cham. It's in the lowlands there somewhere. 12, 12, 12. And he's a 12, 12, 12, 12, silent, black silent knight. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Not saying much. And Eric Bodenstab, and I tried to find a comment from him, another silent knight from Lauderdale, Minnesota. He's already a knight, sir. Oh, sir he's Eric. already yeah. a knight, yeah. so he's a double knight. Hello, and Stephen von Pelsmachers. The Baron is back. 
Aaron is back with a 12-12-12. He came in, I believe, a day or two earlier. <clears throat> on this day, the 12th of the 12th of the 12th year, in order to help Mickey and Adam survive on the harsh economic and audiophile realities of Europe <laughs> at the edge of its own fiscal cliff that nobody's talking about, and to aid both them and John in meeting their pending AMT obligations, <laughs> believe me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to be pretty. <laughs> when when a, when April comes around, we are going to be we're going to be begging. There's going to be no money for me coming in. Everyone's going to be broke because <laughs> all, all, all of our listeners are without a doubt in that AMT bracket. There's no doubt about oh, it. Yeah. They're all going to get totally oh, yeah. screwed. Maybe we yeah. just maybe we yeah. start a nonprofit so that people. We're can, the, oh, no, we're not doing that. Well, let me ask you a question. The, uh, Why, hold on, you can deduct. The donation to a nonprofit. The people need deductions, don't they? No, because that's the joke with an AMT. It doesn't make any difference. Oh. You lose all those deductions. Really? Yeah, you don't get deduction for home mortgage. You don't get the, the standard deductions for having a bunch of kids. You get nothing. Huh. Okay. So well. it does, there's nothing you can do. You're screwed. And by the way, I want to remind everybody who listens to this show, we're probably the only show that even brings this pro this pro problem up. Nobody on the mainstream media has even mentioned it. I have not heard it once. So that when you get screwed, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember. Adam and John yeah, told me about I, this. I already knew about this. It's not going to make you feel any better, but at least you'll be like, I knew about it.' Well, there's one thing you can do. I think <laughs> you can at least plan for it. No, that's you're a good not point. planning that's for this point. AMT possibility. How much money? And how much money is that going to cost the average citizen in the United 10 States? Ten grand. What? Ten yeah. grand, at, like as your total at tax least. bill, or an addition? In addition. What? Whatever you're paying, expect to pay ten grand. No, more. no, no. I can't. Uh, well, uh, yeah. I, me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I, but I don't understand. Just out of the Anywhere blue? between two grand, two grand, you can probably, if you're at the low end of this, you might get away with just two grand. Okay, well, but still. most of it's going to be, I would say, count on, you better make 10 grand on the side somewhere just to God give to man. the government. Well, th there's a lot of hookers unless, in the world. Unless this is resolved, it could be resolved before the end of the year, but I'm watching all the C SPAN, I'm watching all the stuff going on, I'm seeing no Nothing. evidence. No, 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 I don't see it either, man. I, all I see is and that they all, they all want to screw us. They're like, hey, it's just who's going to get the blame? That's all that it's about. Yeah, it's all jockeying for position. Right. And here's the way it's going to, even if they say, so, well, we'll go over the cliff, but we'll start fixing it on January 2nd. It's too late for the AMT when that happens. Really? You're that's screwed. It? That's it? You're just done? It's it's in stone after the first. There's no way. They have to fix this. There is no way in the average citizen in America can is going to come up with 10 extra grand. There's no way. If Now, if, you know, if you're just a, a regular wage slave, which most of us are, and you know you you're paying your your salary taxes you know every just you just work in the job you're telling me that in addition when you do your paperwork it's going to be like oh you need to pay an, an additional 10 grand i can't believe that <laughs> all right let's well, continue <laughs> really is it, is it wow i'm 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 yeah okay all right could be more <laughs> to the best podcast, but I would I would budget for ten grand. Find by hook or crook, you've got to put some money aside. I mean, you can pay it in October, but you have to pay. I think the bulk of it in April, whether you file completely or not. But it's it's not going to be pretty. 
All right, let's continue uh, with the, the. By the way, also here's the here's the worst part. It's going to put the economy into a tailspin. They won't be able to recover from it. Right. Uh, on a happier note, okay, let's continue with the bear. We're not going to get any donations if I keep this. Up. <laughs> People are like, I'm Maybe not giving those guys any money. I'm keeping it for my AMT. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> Be quiet. Shh. I'm broke, but I don't know it. Luckily, well, Pelsmarker's in Europe, so he can do it. Maybe this donation can also help in some way to change her f- in sh- some shape or form to get Ms. Mickey some new reliable sexy wheels <laughs> when the lovely oh, couple make it back this to Tejas. Is, this is definitely not happening. <laughs> I appreciate it, but she, she's going to be driving with that locked passenger door for a couple more months. <laughs> Just don't pick. You can't uh, pick well, up she hitchhikers anymore. about carjacking anyway. from the passenger side. Exactly, it's not going to happen. And we got like, wait, open up, bitch, open up, open up. <laughs> I can't. All right. Anyway, he's going to continue on his valiant quest to achieve his thirty-third knighthood. Unbelievable. <laughs> Do the math, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is uh, salute the gentlemen and gladly share any bodacious booty and beer that the. Baroni has to offer. We're going to have to give him the Netherlands pretty soon. He, you know, I think we should give him n- not just the Netherlands. We should give him the south of France. Just throw that in. The French, you know, they don't donate. They don't give. Why don't I we like give him play, all of I France? Like, I, yeah, I like the Baronies to be contiguous. Yeah, but so when it, we divide fits. up the world. It fits. You, I don't like. Hello. I like this discon. What? You know, it, it, France connects. But the, the south of France is not connected to Belgium. No, but France is connected to Belgium, so we can give them the north of France. We can give them, can give them the Savoie and <laughs> Alsace down to the south of France. Give that little like a make it like a J idea. <laughs> why don't we just give them the France whole thing? Doesn't have to be a whole piece. Why don't we just give them all of France? I mean, it's like no one else is stepping up to the plate. Oh yeah, you're right. No Frenchman's ever no, really give us give, any. If we any give them all of France, then you know we're always set down in the south. I think we give the guy, we give him the Netherlands, although I'd like, I'd like to hang off on the Netherlands. No, hold off on the Netherlands. We'll yeah, give him France. France. France is better, better right. booty. So <laughs> hereby, uh, Baron Stephen Van Pelsmakers, Baron of Belgium and uh, Le France. It's set. It's done. Now, as far as I'm Paul concerned. Barnhart in Elko, Nevada. Whoa, nice area. Out in the middle of nowhere. 12, 12, 12. My daughter's a princess. I thought she should at least be married to a knight. Please bestow the knighthood to Jacob Scott Milligan, which is, I guess, he's going to be married to. Yeah. Uh, and and he needs a two-to-the-head, shut-up slave, uh, karma. Oh, I like this. This is very good. So uh, he's so his daughter is a princess, so he's making Jacob Scott Milligan a knight. That's... Yeah, see if that's, that's correct cool. on the list of knighthoods. Yeah, I will. Let me do the the sequence. Uh, what do you want? Uh, two to the head, uh, shut up, slave, karma? Okay, we got that. Shut up, slave. Yeah, it's on there. You've check. got karma. Yeah, I think we're good. J.D. in San Jose, California. So, I'm sorry, now we're in the regular check. Those are our 12, 12, 12 nights. We'll get to the regular producers in a few minutes. And uh, Unbelievable. The, 12, 12, 12, 12 specifically. A- such a beautiful uh, display. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, I I also think a lot of our nights just like, yeah, we got ten more days to go. Who cares? It's all going to be 12, over. Well, why not be over on the twenty? And that was a, we really really appreciate this. So um, thank them, and we'll get to the regular producers and then the regular donors uh, shortly. And let us uh, remind. In the meantime, well, hold on. Let me uh, get a little sequence here. First, Dvorak. we got. 
Slash Got to remind everybody what they can do. And, of course, you can always go out and propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Shut up, shut up. Slave. I, I got a, I have a cute little clip here we can play. Okay. That, uh, But you have to not do any Googling. <laughs> okay, I promise. Afterwards, I'm going to ask you what you think this was all about. Okay. So I'm watching C-SPAN, so you don't have to. You might as well play the jingle. I'd love to. It's what we do, so you don't have to. C-SPAN. Anyway, so I'm listening to she, the sh- shit is in. I'm listening to she span. She span. <laughs> the shit is she span. <laughs> and it's one of these. It's like okay, let me. Maybe I'll get something decent out of this. It's one of those situations where the where the Senate is they're, they're in session, but there's nobody there, and they're giving their spiels about. You know this post office should be dedicated to right, this dead right. guy, and right, right. And so there's a so you've been a guy doing from a lot. Oregon. You've been doing a lot of this recently. You've been doing like the really early morning sessions on Sheepstown. Yeah, it was an <laughs> afternoon session, I believe. Okay, but I'm watching this. I'm going, why? I said, there's got to be something. I need some clips. This is terrible because I wasn't getting what I wasn't getting into the groove. Right. But I so I decided just to watch this. So out of the blue, <laughs> there's a guy from Oregon go, moaning and groaning about grass fires right. how they're ruining the the country and the government's doing nothing about it he's going on and on and all of a sudden the, the chairperson or the president this who's ever running the senate at the time a woman says i we have to interrupt the uh speaker or the or not the speaker but the majority leader ha, has got to say something uh-huh. so he p- drops in in the middle of the just out of the blue and you know that thing we play with Carl Levin and the, the Laurel and Hardy bit and all the rest of it, where they just throw a bunch of crap out there to yeah. have it approved and yeah. then they get yeah. out of there? Yeah. Out of the blue, <clears throat> with, the, with the whole group, nobody there, he interrupts this guy to th- blow through some bullshit, and then he turns the floor back over to him. And I recorded it thinking it was peculiar, and it was only after I looked up what it was all about, that I think I thought it was just a gem. It really is. If, if it had a little more life to it, it'd be a clip of the day. But this is just listen to this. Okay, thing. I'm, I don't. I don't know which one to play now. Because this would be the. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, up. Uh, how your government works. Late night slippage. All right, let's roll it out, and I will not Google. Thousand acres. Let's translate that. That's nine hundred square miles of land burned this summer. The Miller Homestead fire burned 160,000 acres, or 250 square miles. The majority leader is recognized. Could I ask my friend to yield for unanimous consent request, and he would have the floor as soon as I finish? Absolutely. Sorry to do that. Without objection, so ordered. Madam President, I ask unanimous consent that when the Senate receives the papers with respect to H.R. 4310, the Senate's passage of H.R. 4310 as amended be vitiated? Without objection, and further, I ask unanimous consent that the adoption of the Senate amendment be vitiated and that the amendment, the text of S-3425 as amended by the Senate, be modified with the changes that are at the desk. 
that no other amendments be in order and the Senate proceed to vote in relation to the amendment as modified. That if the substitute amendment as modified is agreed to, H.R. 4310 as amended be read a third time and passed. Finally, that the previous request with respect to the Senate's request for conference, including the appointment of conferees, be agreed to with all above occurring with no intervening action or debate. Without objection, so I object. I object. I just object. How come no one ever does that? I object. Nobody there. I got to Google this. I don't know what the guy's talking about, but it sounds like he's pulling a fast one. I object. Mr. President, I ask you consent that we be in a pre-morning business until 5 p.m. today. Without objection, so I object. Hey, this let it play. <laughs> yeah, Mr. President, of course, senators. I'm sorry, I should have done that myself. Uh, senators be allowed to speak for up to 10 minutes each. Without objection, I so ordered. express my appreciation, to my friend, the senator from Oregon. Senator from Oregon. Thank right. you, Madam President. All right, what was all that? I mean, it was so. Here's what I heard: Harry Reid, who comes in. And he's like, there's some deadline. He's got to do something because if he doesn't do this quick, something's going to expire and we're not going to get Yeah, up. why didn't he? Well, he could have waited still. I mean, he could have done it in the floor. I mean, it seems I don't to know. Me. I don't know. I mean, it, this could be okay. an important ready, ready order for, for this? pencil ready for this? Yeah, I'm very ready. I'm, I, you have piqued my interest. National Defense Authorization Act. No, you're kidding me. That's what this is for. They, they, that's what he, he was having it snuck in and having it approved without objection right there. That That's what that was? Look up HR 4310. Oh my God. National Defense Authorization Act. All right, HR Harry. Four, wait a minute. HR, what was it? 40? 4310. Are you kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? Let's see. Oh my God. 2013 National Defense Authorization Act. So did that thing just get approved with unanimous consent? Was that without a, without a vote? How did that work? What was I'm not that? I'm absolutely sure what the point of it was, but it was slipping something by the public. Let's face it. There's, that was, that was just, I mean, he comes rushing in. Hmm. He blows through this national defense, never mentions the name of the bill, of course. No. Just blah, 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 blah. This approved, approved, approved. And, it was, and he set up, the, the, I guess, the structure for the final approval. Oh my and God. it was without objection. Oh my so God. It, now everybody has to do what, what's in this. Oh this is just God. some scam. It's a scam. You and think? He, he had to do it right in the middle of some other guy's talk. Oh, my God. Hold on a second. Let me. I, do you mind if we just listen to a little bit of that again? Because I just want to hear I mean, what the hell was he saying? I mean, so now we know what it's about. Now we have some context. Thousand Hold acres. On. That's fine. Let's translate that. That's nine hundred. Let's pull this apart, John. Square miles of land burned this summer. All right, move on. The Miller Homestead fire burned one hundred and sixty thousand acres, or. And 250 square miles. The majority leaders recognize. Could I ask my friend to yield for unanimous consent request, and he would have the floor as soon as I finish. Okay, unanimous consent request. Absolutely. Sorry to do that. Without objection, so ordered. Madam President, I ask unanimous consent that when the Senate receives the papers with respect to H.R. 4310, the Senate's passage of H.R. 4310 as amended be vitiated. What is, is he, something's being amended to 4310 for the passage? As Nimishimane, why didn't the, this a-hole needs to speak English? Without objections. And further, I ask unanimous consent that the adoption of the Senate amendment be vitiated and that the amendment, the text of S3425 as amended by the Senate be modified with the changes that are at the desk. Once the S3425, did you check that one out? I think out? it's their version. 
Is their version of the of the NDAA? Oh my God! And no yeah. other amendments be in order, and the Senate proceed to vote in relation to the amendment as modified. That if the substitute amendment is modified is agreed to, HR four three one zero as amended be read a third time and passed finally. You know what the first thing is that, that this is all about? It's like uh, if anyone on a podcast talks about this crap, they need to be disappeared. I think that's probably what, what the <laughs> amendment was. Amendment. <laughs> we have an amendment. If two a holes on a podcast are uh, like uh, letting everyone know that we're sneaking this <laughs> stuff <laughs> in, <laughs> then we're sneaking going in the National Defense <laughs> Authorization Act. <laughs> if anyone does that, then we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to like disappear them. You know, so. Anyway, I, I just had a second. Th- it was funny because I had this sense that something's not right. Can I, can I just tell you something? In a weird way, I think you deserve this. Clip of the day. I really do. That's really quite an amazing job you've done there. Let me just, let me just clap. Because you know, you're welcome. You're welcome. No, this is. Very this, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed because this is the kind. I of impressed thing. myself with that one because I pulled the clip. <laughs> Did you run just around naked? It was suspicious. <laughs> Did and you? looked it up later, <laughs> and I said, "Oh." Home run. Did you run around naked in your underwear like, oh, oh, I can't believe I got this? Come on, tell me you did. <laughs> tell me you did. I know you, I know you did. I mean, I thought we I... We love these guys. I thought I had a, a funny clip from uh, from SheSpan, but it's nothing compared to yours. I got Pelosi being an idiot. <laughs> oh, well, that, is this the one where she talks about Kwanzaa? Yeah, yeah. Do you have that one, too? I love this one. This is very funny. Why are we just having all this subterfuge and this, that, and the other thing? Why... <laughs> Okay, first of all, the word subterfuge, very, very strong word, which I think uh, needs to be reintegrated into the uh, American vocabulary. Uh, subterfuge, John, can you explain the definition of subterfuge? I think it uh, refers to a style of misleading... Uh... <laughs> I think it's basically what Congress is all about, isn't it? Is it all yeah, about misleading uh, the the other side in some yeah. way, shape, or form? Lying, exactly. And, the, and, and the, in the case of Congress, that means misleading the public. Yeah. That's the other side. Right. And um, can I just say, when people, I've I've heard some people do this, and I, I some people I I don't call on it, but in general, when people say this, that, and the other thing, you need to be whooped upside the head. Who's an old woman? Who She's says in this? her seventies. Hello. This, that, and the other thing. It's like it's a shat and the other. It's like a I've sh- been around it's a whatchamacallit. I had a whatchamacallit and it's that and the other. It's like a show title almost. It's like No Agenda, episode 469er. This, that, and the other thing. No, actually, it's a twit episode. There you go. <laughs> Why are we just having all this subterfuge and this, that, and the other thing? Why this, that, and the other are we being told? Make a reservation for Christmas Eve and one on the day after Christmas to come back. Is there not an appreciation for the Jewish holidays, the Christmas holidays, Kwanzaa, all the other things that families come together around, bonding (laughs) rituals important uh, to the strength of our society? Do we not care about that? Well, the American people do, and they want to shop for it. Uh, This is what... The war on Christmas. They want to shop for it. That's right, Nancy. We want to shop for Kwanzaa. I've always wanted to shop for Kwanzaa. She, By the way, these other things she's that she's idiot. talking about are not federal holidays, so they, that, that's what the, this point's about. I don't know what she's doing. She's a she's, she's a, an idiot. idiot. Thank you. She's a complete idiot. And I don't mind that she's seventy. I just want I just want to go on record. I'm not an ageist like you. 
I, uh, I have no problem with her being 70 or 80. I know lots of people. My uncle is 84, one of the smartest guys alive. And he still he doesn't say he doesn't say what you call it and this that and the other. <laughs> no, he he did. But can you imagine him sitting there? Well, when I was a kid, <laughs> this that and the other thing. We well, used to use rocks for toys. <laughs> when, when 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 we used, used to go spying, we used to go spy the Koreans. We used this that and the other thing. You know, one of those things they can't talk about because we shot for Kwanzaa. <laughs> no, Uncle Don. You know what Uncle Don says? He says, you know, we bombed North Korea. And then you look at him and you go like, he actually did that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. He says, yeah, we couldn't make you probably the- get even better stories from Bobby up the road. Yeah. Well, Bobby, I'm not up the road from Bobby right now, am I? And it's not just. Oh, but Bob- I bet you there's some people in the, in the hall in there that are. So I, I heard worthy. some, I heard something about Bobby. Do you want to know what uh, I heard about Bobby? Yeah. Gay. Oh, oh, there yeah. goes the show. <laughs> yeah, apparently he is—he is like Mr. I think we've said enough. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm not making this up. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> but since you're on that, <laughs> we are it's like, hello. <laughs> Where's the Mr. Curry clip? I just played it. I can't keep playing it. I don't have a Dutch one. So, uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get a Dutch one. Yeah. Hey, aufmachen. So, uh, I got another one here if you want to hear something. They're just a little offbeat, uh, clip. Anything you got that's funny, man, I'll take it. Whatever. Yeah, this will be get. funny. All right. What you got? So, uh, and there's nothing funnier than pedophilia. Pedophilia. <laughs> sorry. Pedo bear. Pedo bear is always good. Always good. So, I'm watching this new show, which is called, I'm watching it. I, you, you, you watch it because of the following. I, I clip out the BBC show on on the local PBS station, mm-hmm. and then it always has, it carries over a couple minutes into this piece of crap kids show yeah. called Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, which apparently is done by the uh, the Rogers guy, Fred Rogers. Oh, Mister Rogers, or his his old team? Yeah, because he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his old team, the Fred Rogers Production Company, whatever. But anyway, so I'm watching this. It's a horrible show. It's a cartoon about this little tiger that's just an idiot. And um, I'm watching this clip. I said, this sounds like the – if you just listen to this clip out of – just out of context, just listen to it, and it's really not even that out of context. If this is – tell me this isn't the most pedophilia kind of pedo bear uh, <laughs> exchange that you've ever heard on a show aimed at three-year-olds. Vroom! Let's play. You say vroom, too. Vroom! Vroom! Excuse me, Tiger Tastic Car coming through. Beep beep. Hold it right there, Tiger Car. You have to pay the toll. The toll? Yes, Tiger Car, you have to pay three kisses before I let you go. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, oh God! Thank you. <laughs> you know what? What? It's time to meet your friends at the park. Yes! <laughs> Our friends are bringing cars to the park today. I'm going to bring my Tiger Tastic car. <laughs> and I'm going to bring my Tiger Tastic camera to take some Tiger Tastic pictures of all of you. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> 
Uh, and you were watching the show how again? <laughs> how, what exactly happened? It shows up at the end of BBC, and I'm always saying, you know, I'll bet you. Wow. I, when I see it, I say, you know, I'll bet you one of these days I'm going to get a <laughs> clip out of this piece of crap if it's the last thing I do. Well, it is kind of uh, it's kind of uh, topical because the uh, the new army manual, uh, which according to the Wall Street Journal, I guess they've actually seen it. Uh, there's a couple things, you know, we have this new, um, uh, you know, this new um, Marxist culturalism, you know, you know it's all this political correctness. So, Would you say mar- Marxist culturalism? Uh, I think that's what I said. Cultural, <laughs> Marxism. cultural Marxism is what I meant to say, but it's late here, okay? It's like, uh, it's like, uh, I was thinking you were, you were just like, mispronouncing multiculti. Yeah, kind of, something like that. Okay, no, it's, go on. Uh, it's cultural Marxism, that's what I meant to say. Political correctness. So there's a number of taboo conversation topics soldiers should avoid at all time, including, quote, making derogatory comments about the Taliban, uh, advocating women's rights, any criticism of pedophilia, and directing criticism towards Afghans, mentioning homosexuality and homosexual conduct or anything related to Islam. But I found it interesting that criticism of pedophilia is in there. So that you're not allowed. This to isn't do- a hoax. It's in the Wall Street Journal. So I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't think it would be a hoax. I mean, they, they, someone, someone hoaxed them good. What are you supposed to do? Just shut up? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I guess. Huh. Yeah. Read I, that list again. I, I, it fascinates okay. me. Okay. So, the new manual, seventy-five pages, suggests Western ignorance. Of, this is mainly Afghan culture. Um, so, uh, here it is. Oh, that's right. They have this huge pedophilia, uh, thing going on in Afghanistan. Yeah, it's a common yeah, yeah. for the, uh, elders. Well, to, there's a, there's uh, a whole, the- uh, there's a whole documentary on the boys of Afghanistan, I think. I, I couldn't watch it. It was just like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, this is, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, here are the, the taboo conversation topics again. Soldiers should avoid, uh, quote, making derogatory comments about the Taliban. Yeah. So you can't say, hey, those guys suck. Uh, advocating women's rights. Hey, these girls should be able to kill the Taliban. Criticism of pedophilia. Directing any criticism towards Afghans. Mentioning homosexuality and homosexual conduct or anything related to Islam. So pretty much don't play this show. Is uh, I think <laughs> do not play the No Agenda show in <laughs> Afghanistan. Boys. Do not download it. Do not play it. Do not bring it anywhere near nothing. It's not a good idea at all. Uh, and then I have this little pedo bear uh, clip from uh, Washington. And parents are fiercely defending a former children's theater employee charged with fourteen counts of possession of child pornography. Now listen to this very carefully. So these are show business parents, as far as I can tell. And they are defending uh, the guy who has been indicted on 14 counts of possessing child pornography. Now, I have not investigated this case, so I, I don't know if it's bogative, uh, what the deal is. But, you know, so apparently he had 14 counts of possession of child pornography. And parents are fiercely defending a former children's theater employee charged with 14 counts of possession of child pornography. Troy Fisher pleaded not guilty today in court. A judge allowed him to be released but said he could not have contact with children or use a computer. Fisher refused to comment outside court, but several supporters were quick to insist his innocence. 
their children on Broadway. My daughter sings full-time with the Portland Opera Company because of that man. He has done so much, and he's been mistreated. He teaches those children values. He has saved kids from drugs. He has saved kids from dropping out of school. He is a hero. Now, what do you think? Do you think that these are like honey boo-boo parents and they're just, you know, oh, my child is singing on Broadway because of this man, that it doesn't matter? What do you think? What, what do you Well, uh, no, I, you know, you, you get a sense of these uh, guys who are real pedophiles. I mean, like those coaches at, at uh, Penn State. Penn State, yeah. And, and, and it, it, it's like, oh, yeah, and when you see the guy and everything, the way he acts, and I think there's a sense of it. And you have to remember that in today's... If you want to get somebody in today's world, a, a naked baby on a bearskin rug nowadays is it's considered pedophilia, pedophilia yeah, or child porn. I mean, anything is child porn. A girl on a beach in a bikini is child porn. Right. You know, if it's titillating, which right, is like right, right, it right, would be right. titillating to somebody who is nuts. Right. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting report. Uh, it is weird. Yeah. Can we take our, our little break here and do our uh, executive producers? Yes, I would love to get do him out of the way yeah. so we can. Well, we don't want to get them out of the way. We want to highlight. Them. I want to we, get them out of the way. <laughs> we, no, we I'm sorry, to, I said that. We want to put them in a in the spotlight. Well, we got definitely one to put in the spotlight for sure. JD, who's going to be a knight at San Jose, uh, came in with seven hundred forty-eight dollars and forty-eight cents, oh, supporting the best podcast in the universe. Wow. This is rounding out his twelve, twelve, twelve knighthood. We could have mentioned him in the earlier segment. Okay. Uh, please credit this donation as from Sir JD in SJ. Oh, yeah. JD in SJ. You got it, of course. Uh, he wants an in the morning little girl, yay, karma for his family and especially for uh, their friend Karen recovering from cancer. Ooh, I have, um, I have a whole bunch of. You need to throw. I have F cancer clips. To... I, have, I have new F cancer clips. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's cool. I'll, I'll throw yeah, that you in need there. to throw into. The penny, though, apparently. Okay, got the penny. So he's uh, even. He's even. <laughs> okay, here we go. Otherwise, I'm in 12, 12, 12, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. What did you say? Yeah, we went in 12, 12, 11, and that's you know. Yeah, no, it's a, we, we threw in the penny. We're all good. Here comes the sequence. In the morning. You thought karma. Kind of like these. <laughs> yeah, nice. Cool. Uh, uh, Sir Thomas Pulliard in Manama. I think Fair. it's... Isn't that Manamana? Manamana. 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 Squirrel! Uh, 46969. Now, I was looking, which is nice because this is show 469. Let me see if I can find him here. In, oh, wow. Uh, wow, wow, wow. So we got a 469 club. We got a couple of 469ers. This is fantastic. Uh, the love is, is deep. The river is wide. Uh, did you leave me? No, I just had to, <clears throat> I had to get his uh, email up. Okay. I thought okay. I sent it to JC, but I probably didn't. And here's his, his comment. Hey, Bert, hey, Ernie. <laughs> but more seriously, huh. Jackie Mason here. Small donation to help out with the winter vacation after getting the PayPal sorted. Maybe it can buy a little comfort. I suspect the twelve, twelve, twelve donations will be rolling this in this week. By the way, he was right. Yeah. So I won't ask for much in the way of jingles. Just karma for the world. A Merry Christmas, slave. 
be a classic li- like Alice's Restaurant on Thanksgiving. Now waiting for the pipelines to roll past my house in northern Bulgaria. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember this one. I was on a flight a few days ago, and as we were taxing, someone's cell phone started beeping. I soon realized it was Morse code for SMS. <laughs> I had a great smile on my face and thought of no agenda. Cheers, mate. 73s on the 88s. Hey. Merry Christmas, slave. You've got karma. Nice. Also, uh, our, our buddy uh, Dwayne Melanson. Sir Dwayne. Served Dwayne in Tigard, Oregon. I like to pronounce Tigard. Uh, I've been uh, taking the slow and gentle approach to finding new listeners. A good way, by the way, if you're going to try to get us new listeners, preach to the converted. A good way to ease into the topic is to talk about the national debt, the debt ceiling, and the fiscal cliff. Talk about the the tax, the uh, <laughs> AMT. alternative minimum tax. Well, it only works if you're in America. We don't have that everywhere in Gitmo Nation. Well, he's in Oregon. Yeah. I find that I can tell if people will be susceptible to the No Agenda Show formula within five minutes. I think you can. You, Adam can do it in, in less than two. It really works. Keep up the great work, and please give me a shot of in the morning, yay, and I still want to be named Baron of Oregon. How about it? I think we need to have a meeting about that one. We have to have a meeting. We'll have a meeting. We'll have to look at in the numbers. Morning, yay! <laughs> a meeting. A You've meeting. got karma. we got to have a meeting. Got a meeting. Thank you so much. You're in. You're on the top of the list for Baron of Oregon. Right. If somebody is, we, if somebody disputes it, uh, we'll put you in the list. But if somebody disputes it, then we have to deal with that. That's a good point. And, it, and meanwhile, Baron von Pelsmachers, who now owns France, <laughs> uh, also added a four six nine to become members of the four six nine club. Oh my God! What, what are we have to give him? We have to give him like Monaco. <laughs> we just gave him France. I think we're good for a, a year or two. I could not resist a special donation for six four sixty nine. Get it four sixty nine. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Ah, it's a special swazelnuff. Very good. Very good. I like that. To help support the best podcast in the universe and contribute to the cost of Mickey and Adam's forced stay in Gitmo Nation lowlands. <laughs> Some swazzle karma, little girl, yay, please. It works. Fact? Why? Because it does. And the final, it says, finally. I don't have anything. No, it says, rock on, dudes. Yeah, I said, he said, it tells us to rock on. Oh. Yay! <laughs> rock on, dudes. You've got karma. Uh, 34116, we have another executive producer, Thijs Arntzen, Hamburg, Deutschland. I think it's Thijs. Could be Thijs. Thijs Amsen. Hamburg, Deutschland. Thijs Amsen. Uh, if, you, if you drop that extra penny in, in and my calculations are right, we'll give them, get it there. Uh, this donation will complete my knighthood. Yay! I do need some uh, karma for an upcoming shoulder operation on Friday and a late birthday wow. shout-out for my son, Max who turned 23 on the 7th. As it will be my right shoulder and I'm right-handed, it might take some time for me to be able to hit people in the mouth. <laughs> By the way, a left hook is still one of your best punches. It's, it's, it's not a problem. Uh, right. But that's not in the <laughs> mouth usually. It could be. And I lift it up. Usually it's, it's usually to the liver. By that time, I hopefully will be a proud <laughs> owner of the no gender ring. What are you, a sucker puncher? You're like punching no, people that, in the that's liver? No, that's the Mexican liver shot. That's one of the best punches in boxing. <laughs> All right, I'll drop that penny again, and uh, here's some karma for your shoulder. Thank you so much. You've got karma. And you will indeed be knighted, Tease. 
you were on. And in the mail, we got a nice check from Dame Black Dame Janice Kang. Uh, sent some uh, homecoming karma to Adam and Mickey when you finally get back, and some mutton and meat to the masses, oh, and she'd nice. be our ex- last executive producer with $333.33. Wow. And then we have associates. Uh, uh, yeah, we do have a few associate producers. Darcy Murray, a new contributor from Cheltenham, Victoria. Long-time fan and listener, now proud to be a no-agenda donor. I need a de-douching. Call out Sergeant Eon Billing as a douchebag. Ian? Yeah, Ian, no problem. Ian, yeah, Ian. (laughs) Ian, Ian. I don't know. I'll never get this. I don't know why, but I'm stuck with that pronunciation. It's okay. We like Yeah, In the course of justice and fabricating (laughs) evidence, two to the head and little girl, yay, happy end of the world, and Merry Christmas to the best podcast in the universe, Darcy Soprano from Cheltenham, Australia. Okie dokie. You've got karma. And a dedouching. You've been dedouched. There you go. Everything all taken care of. Dmitry Fedoseyev, Fedoseyev, perhaps, Fedoseyev, in London. Adam's and Mickey's feet warm on the snowy European ground. I'm voting for a meetup in London. Hmm. Well, uh, we have actually discussed a, a potential end of the world meetup on the 21st here in Amsterdam. And I think <clears throat> maybe um, people like uh, Dimitri and other people from London would want to come over here because, let's face it, if, if the world's going to end, you might as well do it here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. All right. You've got karma. What we need, though, is we need someone to, like, organize it. You know, so if we want to do an end-of-the-world meetup on the 21st, which I think is a Friday, uh, we can all, you know, get, get we can all get dead just before the weekend. Perfect. So we'd be up for Something it. Something out here. Yeah, we'd be up for it. <clears throat> Pop, Papa Guido in Chicago, 2 12 uh, credit me as Sir Papa Guido is now now or will That's be. Right. This should yeah. bring my running total to twelve, twelve, twelve for those boners out there. Karma works. Wow! Sold the house in two months and m- moved in to a new one in two days. I give no agenda. Karma at least thirty three percent credit. Wow! Happy holidays, Jen. Sent me with a Dvorak obey and a little girl yay. <laughs> this is like the new you one. You will obey. You will obey. You will obey. Yeah! <laughs> and that rhymes. You've got karma. <laughs> it's kind of funny when you do it. Because, you know, when you say you will obey, you know, even little children are going, yeah, right. Sir Thomas and Oberdiesbach. Oberdiesbach. Oberdiesbach, Switzerland, Swiss. Uh, but he says he's in Tokyo with Procol Harem. Yes, they are still touring. Wow, <laughs> great! How come they weren't at the concert? They missed. They, they missed uh, all their they, buddies. Well, they probably weren't going to give them the big dough. Yumi Matsutoya is the other guy. I don't know who's Yumi Matsutoya, but I guess it's a big shot there. Yeah. In twenty days, I have some the time of my life. I'll bet. Uh, I believe it's because of your karma you sent me last time. If you bump into somebody here in Japan. They say sorry, and they bow to each other. It's a great country with very nice people. Since everything you was paid, and I only had to pay for my sake drinking, I'm sending you some love and money to help out Adam and Mickey in cold Holland. If you want to come to Switzerland, I could organize a very nice hotel room in the Hotel Renaissance in Zurich. Wow. 
Uh, you would be very welcome. All the best from Tokyo and love Sir Thomas. I forgot to mention my ring size, and I'll send it on to the rings at noagendanation.com, which is where you should send this. Wow. And he came in with 212. Hey, Mickey, we, you want to go to the Hotel Renaissance in Zurich? <laughs> She's like, sure. <laughs> sure. You know, uh, we might be able to get hook you up with Yumi Matsuyoda. Awesome. <laughs> She's so, Finally, our last associate. Exo- no, not our last, but our... Another, we got three more. Yeah, Scott William, <coughs> Ann Arbor, Michigan, two hundred nine hundred seven. Sorry for the last minute donation, Scott William from the Great Lakes State, home of the ever receding coastlines. <coughs> that can't be. We got global warming going on. Uh, why dash because? Check out two thousand six Great Lakes Compact, a bonanza. Uh, something we have to look into. I'd like to put two hundred nine hundred seven towards the knight who had three swazzles. One swazzle goes to my lady. Uh, Alicia May, a donor who would like to like a parliament two to the head, karma. For the other two swazzles, may I please get a much-deserved de-douching for both me and my friend Colin, who I hit in the mouth almost two years ago and remains a self, self-loathing boner. Oh, no. We've been propagating the formula and our time is due. The truth of the matter is no agenda is the best podcast in the universe. So I guess he needs something. I can't figure it out. Well, he needs a uh, uh, parliament two to the head. Douching and do you, well, we'll do yeah. all of that. I'm sorry, that was that was my mistake. <laughs> You've been de-douched. Yeah. Shut up, <laughs> Just put it all in. You karma. <laughs> I just put it all in. I'm just all in on this one. Hello. Oh, I, I think I lost him. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on one second. I got to look. At... When you're not saying anything, it's so quiet. I don't know if I've lost you. If you I know. Like, the thing works great. If you fell off the uh, okay. fiscal Okay, so we have Kent O'Rourke in Frostburg, Maryland uh, for 200 And then we have Mike Elgin, who we douchebagged, uh, and a very rare show douchebag. We don't do that. What? We, oh, uh, is, oh, 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 yeah, but he has a whole note. Where's the note? Not the note. I got some of the note. But you have his note, because I have a note. He says he was outed. I got the note. I got the, it's on... Uh, it's yeah, on, read the note. It's on Google+. Plus. Hold on a second. I can't believe you... Floating didn't. around in Africa. He's going to need some heavy-duty karma. Uh, Google+. Plus. Hold on. I don't use this thing. And apparently, there's, there's, we have like a whole page on Google Plus that is uh, just you and me, uh, and I'm a, and I'm an operator or a, a mod or something, so I can kick people off. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, I'm telling you, I'm on on Google Plus. Uh, I can do like uh, I can. I, I'm a Nazi. Okay, okay here well, he's. I got it. I got it. Dropped it. I got it. Before last week's episode of Twit. John C. Dvorak and I were shooting the breeze, uh, and I happened to mention that I enjoyed the podcast he does with Plus Adam Curry called No Agenda. He he expressed, as he tends to, skepticism, and I told him that, no, I listen to every episode, which is true. I absolutely love the show. I think about 60% of their political predictions, beliefs, and assumptions are probably wrong, but... not. (laughs) <laughs> but if 40% are right, then it's the most interesting and enlightening program ever. They revel in what they call media assassination. They consistently expose the agenda behind the... 
bullshit. We all hear in the mainstream media every day, and they do it in a hilarious and extremely entertaining way. This is a very good note. When Dvorak mentioned my show Fandom on the most recent No Agenda show, Curry suggested that I was a douchebag. <laughs> here, I, here I go again. Which in No Agenda parlance means a listener who doesn't donate to the show. Well, let me just point out that this is uh, something the listeners have come up with, and it's not, it's not like, I, I don't think he's, a, I think he's one of the more entertaining. That's an our idea. Yeah. Back up a second. The No Agenda show is based on the idea that they're able to speak freely without being compromised by various powers that be because they accept no advertising. The entire show was funded by listeners. Curry was right. I was a non-contributing douchebag, though I sprayed my coffee when I heard it listening to the show. This is always funny when that happens. <laughs> That's always a good visual. Anyway, I made my first donation this morning and encourage all you other douchebags out there to do the same. If you want to hear the segment I'm talking about, listen to the show here. You should listen to the whole show, though, but I get out at around 125. Um, okay. He did send a specific note for this donation, which I do have. Oh, okay, good. I just wanted to read a couple of the comments on this uh, post. Oh. <laughs> but go ahead. What's his, speci what's his specific donation? Go ahead. The comments are just, you just reading the comments because there was a couple that were bitching about you. That's why I want to read them. But go ahead. Uh, hi, John and Adam. Thank you for your douchebag intervention. <laughs> the first step to ha to admitting you have a problem. I really do listen to every single episode. I've donated $200 and hope to live with a clear conscience for a while. Give me two to the head. <laughs> Gladly. That's all he wanted? Yeah, give him a karma, too. Yeah, of course they're going to give him a karma. Are you kidding me? You've got karma. No, I love that. I just want to read a couple of the uh, couple of the comments. This is why I'm not on Google+. I never liked curry, and Dvorak is the Bill O'Reilly of the tech world. <laughs> curry fancies himself a rock star and some sort... Of some sort, and his only interest is how he looks in the mirror and when he can get his next appointment with his hairdresser. <laughs> how, I mean, can you believe that people actually write this stuff? How lame is that? James, you should have. I was watching, I was watching, I think it was Letterman or one of these night, like that show, just the, and, and, uh, What's his, the actor who was with Ben Affleck's buddy? What's his name? Who plays the born guy? Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Dillon. What? Matt Matt something or other? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Dillon. No, Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I can't even remember these guys because I have divorced myself from the popular culture. Yeah, me too. So anyway, so Matt Damon comes on and he says every day he reads three comments like that, and he brought some out. Some just some casual Twitter or Facebook comments. <laughs> they were really funny. Yeah, no, I mean it's yeah. the same thing. It's I mean, same I, thing. I think okay. you, you can't take it seriously. Well, it's okay, but I, I just the thing is, I believe that these social networks that they have a a culture, and I think the culture of Google Plus is in general arrogant uh, tech fanboys. Who are you know? Who are little secret? They they like to pee in the sink. So um, I'll read another one. Who doesn't like to pee in the sink? <laughs> this is not good. We do not. Hey, maybe you can do that with your wife, but I can't do it with mine. Is that the same? Mine is not on the dishes. Is that the same? Adam Big Hair MTV VJ Curry from the era of Mister T, Gary Coleman, Millie Vanilli, and Flo B. <laughs> 
how how nasty is it? So Matt Damon reads three of these a day. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, he says it helps him keep him humble. So check this out. Try not to take it too seriously. It's all just the next iteration of the radio shock jock. Just like Limbaugh. Just like O'Reilly. Really? That's insulting. That's really insulting. Uh, let's see. There's another good one here. Uh, yeah, we're just like that. <laughs> that's exactly what we're like. Uh, I can't wait for Nina Blackwood's contributions on flashing geranium lasers. Oh, very funny. Anyway. The conspiracy theories on this show are just too much for me. I can't listen. I had to stop listening. We don't have listening. any conspiracy uh, theories on this show. No, because the guy's we deconstruct not... deconstruct the news, dude. It's because the guy... Dude! It's because the guy... Not you, that other guy. Because the guy's not listening. That's why. That's why he doesn't know what he's talking about. I had to stop listening to No Agenda. The stuff they were bringing up was making me depressed. Well, this is true. <laughs> I like try to, not to do that. I like to be well informed, but I'm taking a break from politics for a while. I'm doing the whole ignorance is bliss thing for a bit. Ah, good luck with that. Doesn't work. No. Curry is suffering from has beenitis. <laughs> what is that? Why don't they ever? I don't know. Why don't they ever say something ugly about you? They do. On uh, other forums. Yeah, the intelligent people. I get a bunch of idiots. I mean, no, you're like the you're like the lightning rod when when it's around me. That's why you don't hear anything when you're involved. If there's <laughs> something rod. nasty to be said, they'll say it about you. You're a lightning rod. I, how about is it works down, great? Is downtown Julie Brown on the show? Oh, Matt Jones, <laughs> you're very funny. Adam Curry is a total douchebag, and Dvorak just dropped ten points of IQ by doing anything with him. Ten points. Ten, ten whole points. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's very funny. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, uh, Mike, for your contribution. And, and a lovely post on uh, on Google+. So he's in – is he in – in South Africa, or or he has uh, no. He was in Kenya the last oh, time. Wow. I, uh, wow. But he, what he's done is he still writes. He still does what he does. He has mm -hmm. a newsletter. He's got some online stuff. Yeah. He used to be one of the big shot editors in PC World or some big publication. He's a big shot. Cool. And he uh, he made a lot of money, I guess. And he's him and his wife. They raised their kids, and he said they wanted to do this a couple of years ago until she got some high paying job. Right. Whatever they and she quit, they both quit, and they said we're gonna just go all over the place, ad libbing. So we're gonna hit the road. Oh, so they great. sold their house, they sold all their possessions. They decided to hit the road, and they've been bouncing around. And now the last time I heard, they were in Africa. Then they're gonna go to Australia. They're gonna go to the some islands, and then they're gonna float around here and there. You know, hopefully they'll get back alive. And probably that's, a, will, that's fair. What a great idea! And they have no kids, I, I presume, or they take the kids. No, with they them. have. They're, if they whatever kids they have, or you know, out of the house or not, <laughs> they, they put the kids in storage in one of those lockers. Yeah, the kids are in storage. <laughs> I think they did put some stuff in storage. Yeah, but whatever to. the case, they just hit the road. And they got a, a budget, and they Excellent. and they have a lot of friends, and so they, ah, I guess they uh, they're staying at somebody's house in Excellent. some compound. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Well, I have a couple questions for you, uh, John C. DeVore. Well, let's wait. Before you do that, I want to mention to people they can go to noagendanation.com, org slash NA, channeldevorak.com slash NA, and help us because we do have another show coming up, 470, not quite as, as uh, 
rhythmic as four six nine niner. But uh, we're coming up on Sunday. We st- we do need continued support. We're just a one big day is great. And we got a couple more people to thank. And by the way, on. this day makes up for you know a really miserable August and September. Yeah. Okay. Can you just turn down the speakers just a hair because it's coming through a little bit louder than normal for some reason? I'm sure you can do that for me, right? You still there? Yeah, I'm still. You're, you're, I know it gets quiet. This thing but, is so quiet. And you're paranoid. <laughs> I am. I'm like, I don't know if I lost you or what. So uh, th- I got a question here because I've been uh, I've been researching. The, the minute this news came out, I've been all over it, been trying to figure this out. So the president of uh, our United States, of Gitmo Nation, along with our, our secretary of state, uh, Hillary Lucifer Clinton, have now um, approved and uh, recognized the Syrian opposition coalition as the true uh, interlocutors, i.e. the people they will speak with in Syria. So uh, Bashir al-Assad, uh, he's off the table, it's this, these new guys, and, uh, and they are the ones. In fact, uh, they've, they've been invited to Washington. Today, the United States has taken an important step forward. We now recognize the Syrian Opposition Council as... This is uh, Secretary, uh, Deputy Secretary is, of State Burns. Isn't this the exact same playbook we well, did in Libya where well, they put in some... Bogus operation. And well, it, yeah, but but I have a question because you know we've been we've been recognizing people for a while now, and this is the Syrian Oppositional Council. The Syrian Opposition Council as the legitimate representative of the Syrian people. We have extended an invitation to Moaz al Khatib and the coalition leadership to visit Washington at their earliest opportunity. <laughs> Hey, you know, whenever you're not like shooting bazookas or whatever, come visit us at your earliest opportunity, at your earliest convenience. We've been intensively engaged with Special Envoy Brahimi, our Russian counterparts, and other partners to assist him in his efforts to bring about a real political transition, as outlined in the Geneva communique. The step that we took uh, with regard to designation of the Al Nusra Front um, raises an alarm about a very different kind of future for Syria, about um, the direction that a group, in this case al-Nusra, would try to take Syria, to impose its will, and to try to threaten the social fabric of Syria. So a couple of very interesting things have happened here. So one is we have now recognized the Syrian Opposition Council, which is not the same, uh, let me go down the list here, which is not the same as the Free Syrian Army. It is not the same as the Syrian National Council, the Supreme Military Council. Uh, so SNC, we've already had the interim administration. Uh, the, we've the National Coordination Committee. We've had all these different dudes, and the most recent one was the FSA. You remember on on the news, they're like, "Oh, the Free Syrian Army, Free Syrian Army," and this is not. The, the National Council, this is the Syrian Opposition Council, who do not have a web page, they do not have a Wikipedia entry, and here's the crazy thing. I've been trying to Google this guy who was just invited, Moaz al-Khatib, Moaz, and do you, I've never seen this. I tried it on Google, I tried it on Yahoo, and I tried it on Bing, and I want you to try this. Try and Google this guy's name. It's like it's like they've blocked his name. It's like it freezes. This is the weirdest thing. You ready? 
I'll spell it for you. This, this, this has been driving me. It's M-O-A-Z-A-L-K-A-H-A-T-I-B. Yeah, and then when I Google it, Google doesn't return anything, and then Chrome sits I got a there. page pages of stuff. I'm telling you, I've I'm, I put this into Google, and the page eventually Chrome has to kill the page, and the same with it, it hit one of those links. Okay, all right. Uh, well, okay, I will. I got which one you want? I got a ton of them. Anyway, you, you want his Wikipedia article? Yeah, give me his wiki because I couldn't get it. It will not resolve for me. Yep, there it is. Crazy. So no, you're maybe missing the point here. You may be. It may not be resolving there. For a reason. In Europe, okay. That's a very good point. I don't know what the... Yeah. This um, looks to me like some sort of a... This doesn't look right. The, what you're describing does not sound right. And the only difference between you and me is I'm in the United States. The land of the free... <laughs> Just want to point that and, out. Home and you're of the in the lowlands, which is a bunch of slaves. Well, uh, I, unfortunately, I, I can't try it on... Uh, I'll, after the show, I'll have to try it on... Uh, on a proxy, see if it's not my machine. Well, anyway, um, so they don't have a wiki page. This guy may have a wiki page, but they don't have a wiki page. But I did find information on the official spokesman of the Syrian Opposition Council. His name is Yasser Tabara, um, and he has a wiki page. Yasser Tabara, you know where he's from? No. Chicago. Oh, okay, <laughs> now you're talking. Yasser Tabara may live half a world away from Syria where he grew up, but as the uprising there continues, the Chicago lawyer has mounted a one-man legal and diplomatic assault against the Syrian regime. So we have recognized the Syrian opposition council, uh, including a lawyer from Chicago. Hey, give me a break, okay? Give me an effing break. <laughs> this is crazy. So, yeah, it, it, not only is this just like the Libya playbook, it is the Libya playbook. And we've, we've rolled a little bit of Iraq Iraq in there. Assad now firing Scud missiles. Oh, wow. We had to bring that <laughs> one like up. like a Scud to get your attention. You gotta, <laughs> nothing, yeah, exactly. Nothing like a Scud missile to, get, to like wake you up. And, uh, and so now these are the guys that we're going to uh, deal with. But but uh, we're no matter what you say, we're not going to be uh, talking to these uh, Al Nashur uh, Al Nashura guys, who of course are you know this is going to be a real problem. So th we've called them out as FTOs or foreign terrorist organization, and um, and this is going to be uh, you know this is all in one breath. So I think we're trying to split up the way I see it. We're trying to split this leader from the Al Nusra front. And uh, inv and we've invited him at his earliest convenience. <laughs> it's, just, it's insane. This is literally insane. And uh, they've just made up this this new group, the Syrian Opposition Council. You can't tell me who they are except for the the front guy, Mwaz Al Khatib, and the lawyer. And this Yasser lawyer Tabara. from Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. lawyer. <laughs> hey, I got, I got uh, Yasser uh, there in Chicago, Chi-Town. you got to take care of it for us. He just talked to the boys in Chicago. We'll make it all happen. Yeah, and this is, to me, this is news gold. You know, I mean, if, if I were running... Well, that means the news media must be jumping all over it. Right. I mean, I can just see them in front. I, I would be lying in front of Yasser Tabara's office building. Give me an interview. Hey man, your guy's being invited to DC. Is he going to come? 
And the only and, uh, have you found any pictures of Moaz Al Khatib? Yeah, the shitloads. Yeah, and he's got a picture of him with a bazooka on his shoulder, right? I don't have. Oh, let me look. That's pretty, that's pretty much the only one I've seen. No, no, the main picture of him is he's got this. He's just lecturing somebody. He's got a wearing a nice suit. Oh, really? L- lecturing. Is he, there's a million. I don't have the bazooka picture. I got thousands of pictures though. Interesting. You're getting screwed over there. Uh, chat room. If anyone is in uh, the lowlands or in um, just in Europe, it, let me know what's happening if you Google this guy, Mawaz Al Khatib. A L. Oh, there's. Oh, I see what you're talking about. There's one picture way down where he's got a beard. He's a dark. This is an old picture because he's gray. He's gray bearded now. Uh-huh. Like an old picture of him holding a bazooka. Like a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, well, well, he's the douchebag that we're uh, that we're trusting now. Yeah, I mean, this this whole thing is just doesn't feel right. And it was the it, you know, huh. in, in fact, the actual title. Hold on a second. I wonder what they're doing to you that you Here. can't get this stuff on your web browser. Yeah, I, I don't know either. The actual title is Syrian National Coalition for Revolutionary and Opposition Forces. We, you know, these people need the Curry Dvorak Consulting Group. This is not, this is not a great name. It might look good in Arabic. <laughs> and, uh, and I love, I, I just, I'm sure you've seen this. I just absolutely adore the Syrian homemade tank. You saw this one? No. Oh, come on. You no, I didn't see it. Oh my God! Google Syrian homemade tank. So it is to distract you away from understanding that United States weaponry has been given to these uh, these dudes, the Syrian National Coalition for Revolutionary oh, and Opposition please. Forces. You see it? Yeah. You got to play the video, man. You <laughs> so they they built this tank out of like a PlayStation and some um, and um, and some metal plates. They ripped up from the road, and and you know it's being heralded in social media. Look how innovative these guys are! This is great. And then the tank rolls over a branch. <laughs> it's like, so badass! It rolls over a branch, <laughs> and it's just like, are we really supposed to believe that this is what they're dealing with? They've got they got scuds, man. They got all kinds of weaponry. That we- you know, this is be- this is like a comedy. <laughs> but, yeah. Syrian rebels are prepared to battle tyrant Bashar Assad using a homemade tank with a machine gun that can be fired using a PS3 style controller. Really? Do you see the video where it's rolling over the bridge? Yeah, yeah, it's ludicrous. <laughs> Oh, it's too funny. If you haven't seen it and you're listening to this podcast, 469er.nashownotes.com. Also, I've uh, created uh, a link called Latest. I think it's latest.nashownotes.com. So I always take you to the most recent. Maybe it was now. Maybe it's both. I don't know. Anyway, so this thing stinks. This thing really stinks. And Hillary was supposed to go. Hillary was supposed to go, but she got a tummy ache. How about that, huh? Mm, I wonder mm-hmm. what that's all about. I think uh, someone tried to poison her. Oh, that could be. I really do. Because, uh, you know, they're out trying to kill celebrities. 
Yeah, I got proof. An alleged murder plot has been uncovered in New Mexico, and the target may have been Justin Bieber. A convicted killer currently in prison claims he hired two men to kill and mutilate the singer and his bodyguard. <laughs> Those two men have been arrested. They're facing charges of conspiracy to commit murder. No, they should be. They should. They should be getting a, a medal, the Congressional Medal of Honor. Kill and mutilate. <laughs> Why would you want to kill and mutilate Justin Bieber? <laughs> you really have to be hard up for entertainment. I mean, who, this this probably falls into your uh, your Hollywood whackers thing. Maybe they were trying to put the screws to him. Why is it Projection on money? Why is it on the Canadian news though? I mean, this is I I hadn't heard this. Yeah, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, where, where was the arrest? Oh, great phone. Well, don't answer it. Where, I got, where was the arrest? Uh, no, the guy was in jail. Well, let me see. I, I, look, you, I, I didn't An alleged murder plot has been uncovered in New Mexico, and the target may have been Justin Bieber. A convicted killer currently in prison claims he hired two men to kill and mutilate the singer and his bodyguard. Those two men have been arrested. They're facing charges of conspiracy to commit murder. That sounds bogative. That was Peter Mansbridge. Yeah. He's the best anchor in the world. I know, and he's in Canada. Yeah, I know. And I'm always baffled by the fact that we have all these foreign... They play BBC, they play all these... In fact, there's one station here that plays all these foreign uh, newscasts, which is what I get a lot of material from. But nobody plays the CBC National, which is one of the best newscasts there is. I mean, for a commercial. Let's remember one thing. He's as good as PBS. Let's remember one thing. Justin Bieber is Canadian. Oh, that's right. So, you know, there is but that. But he's more popular in the U.S. This, the fact, can, this story did not get any legs here. This is ridiculous. No. Why don't we, uh, I mean, can we trade Bieber for um, that country girl? Can we? Can they Can they go maim and mutilate her? They Taylor, got a bunch of country. What, uh, Taylor Faith Hill? Swift? Uh, they can have or Taylor the other Swift. One? Have Taylor oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> we'll trade Taylor Swift for Justin Bieber. I can't really sing, but I'm rich. Um, so Morrissey in the news here. Uh, if we're, uh, if we, let me, I should actually do my little. Uh, here we go. And now back to real news. You know who Morrissey is, John? Yeah, everybody knows who Morrissey is. Oh yeah, who's Morrissey? The singer. Yeah, from it's what a band? From what band? Named after him. From what? <laughs> from what band? Morrissey. <laughs> okay. No, not from the Morrissey band. <laughs> what is the name of his band? I forgot. The Smiths. Yeah, the Smiths. Yeah. Right, he's the depressing guy. Yeah, exactly. So he hates the British royal family, and he comes out and he he. I have to say, um, he could be a host on this very podcast. He's pretty good. With the recent story about um, the, the nurse killing herself in the King Edward Hospital, there's no blame placed at Kate Middleton, who was in the hospital, as far as I can see, for absolutely no reason. She feels no shame about the death of this woman, and she's saying nothing about the death of this poor woman. The arrogance of the British royals is staggering, <laughs> absolutely staggering. And why it's why it's uh, allowed to be, I really don't know. Does she have a health condition? Is it anorexia or is it a pregnancy? We don't know. But what is the health condition? I mean, morning sickness already? So, so much hoo-ha? And then suddenly, uh, as bright as a button, Lizards. as soon as this poor woman <laughs> dies, she, she's out of hospital, it doesn't ring true. It doesn't ring true, and I'm sure the palace and Clarence House put maximum pressure on this poor 
receptionist uh, nurse and of course that's kept away from the press so um I do have, you know, you kind of sprung this on me the other day, and I was not paying attention to it because what, I, lizards, I, yeah, the lizard thing. Um, yeah, uh, but here there is something to be said about this. So, um, first of all, this isn't uh, the second half of the show stuff. We still have to do our no, no. I got, I got real second half. No, just because you called it lizards doesn't mean it's half a second half of the show stuff. Um, <laughs> but, but this no, this is kind of important because um, this woman. Uh, so she apparently she killed herself, left a note, but she hung herself. Let me tell you that the the percentage of uh, nurses and people in the medical field who kill themselves by hanging uh, is pretty, pretty, pretty darn small. Yeah. Now before you go into your explanation, I do have a clip. Okay. Which starts with the uh, the, the Australian uh, DJs crying, <laughs> and then it may, there's a little tidbit in here, and I think it might be accurate, and that which brings which will lead into what you're going to say, oh, which is okay. the Nurse Saldana saga. Okay, here we go. Worse than what I feel right now, and for what I feel for the family, we are so sorry that this has happened to them. <laughs> In London, people who knew Mrs. Saldana paid tribute to her humanity. She cared for my father in a time of need. He was very ill at the time, and uh, she was a wonderful nurse, and she was part of the excellent care that he always received. And it's very disappointing to have lost her. The hospital repeated that Mrs. Saldana had not been reprimanded over the prank call and pledged to do everything to help her grieving family. Tonight, the hospital announced the creation of a special memorial fund in tribute to someone they described as an outstanding nurse. Okay, a couple of things. One, and I believe this to be true, she was not reprimanded. So she didn't really, there's no reason for this to happen in the first place. And then second, if you look at her, she's a very good-looking kind of Indian, Eurasian-looking woman, not very old, young, has plenty to live for. So it's suspicious. It is very suspicious. Un and so understand that this hospital, which is a private hospital, this is not part of the national health system. This is a private hospital where the, a lot of money is paid by the royals to be taken care of here. We're embarrassed. They were highly, highly, highly embarrassed. The the Lord Muckety Muck, well, I, I can look his name up, uh, who is uh, who is you know oversees this outfit. He was embarrassed. He needed a head to roll and. Um, in, a, in addition to um, the hospital, he has all kinds of military contracts and all kinds of uh, actually um, software-defined radio company uh, using uh, uh, high-frequency, very high-frequency, ultra-high-frequency for data transmission for the British uh, uh, intelligence and, uh, and Department of Defense. He needed to have a scapegoat. I mean, not for one second has the hospital apologized, has this douchebag apologized. Oh, and coincidentally, Levinson, from the Levinson Inquiry about, you know, the, the press and how they need to be reined in, he actually flew to Australia the day that this happened with this Australian uh, radio program. And this was a very typical hit job by people who just don't want to take the blame because they're so afraid of the royal family, and rightfully so. The royal family will kill you. They will kill you. They killed Lady Diana. They will kill you if they don't like you. This little crazy bat in the in her palace there in the middle of London. So they whacked this poor nurse. I'm I'm pretty convinced of it. They whacked her. Sends a message. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sends a message, and it was a big topic of discussion here. I mean, you know, 
you know, radio stations. Next to go? Sorry? Morrissey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of sad. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I, yes? I, I do have, talking about predicting something like that, I do have my, I put in the newsletter I saw this, that, that yes. people should subscribe to. You can click on this, on the button on the Dvorak.org slash blog posting of or the show. Any, or any any of the show notes. Yeah, there should be uh, links to the newsletter. Anyway, uh, I did predict, uh, or I said I was going to predict in advance a distraction of the week, which will be a whopper. And are we going to get that now, or or are we going to take a break first? What do you want to do? Okay, let's take the break first, and I'll get to the whopper right afterwards. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. No Morrissey, you're next. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. So we want to thank a few people for being producers for the show, donating, keeping us uh, going here in a, in a very ni- nice and leisurely way in the 12-12-12 celebration. Now it's 12-13. Uh, starting with Thomas Badrick in Nutley, New Jersey, came in at 199, wants to, thank, uh, wants to give Adam a karma shot with hopes that things get better over in Gitmo Nation Lowlands. With any luck, he's already out of there. No. But if not, this donation amount is the maximum estimated price according to everydayhealth.com for a prescription of Haldol. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. You've got karma. Very funny. I'm, I'm all over that. All over the Haldols. <clears throat> David J. Lister in Provo, Utah, 14689. My wallet's not quite ready for one of those instantite twelve, twelve, twelve donation, but your show's worth far more than a measly twelve bucks. So here's twelve dot twelve times twelve dot twelve for one forty six eighty nine. Adam, I hope this funds a couple of nights in your Dutch island yurt. <laughs> Go take Mickey to a Christmas market while you're in Euroland. They're great. My wife just finished the most grueling year of her life, baby plus master's degree. She even had the gall the other day to request that I now call her master. (laughs) No way. Give her that's one hot MILF baby karma, though though for the next 18 months of CPA exam. And John, tell your voice to stop reading this as my head. Wait, this in my head. I see. Yeah, it can't be done. Dave the Mormon. That's one hot milf, baby. You've got karma. Master milf. She's the master milf, I tell you. The master milf arrives. <laughs> Glory Swim in Marysville, Kansas, 14551. Glad I stumbled on No Agenda podcast one year ago. Here's a donation to top off my husband's 12-12-12 knighthood. We could have put him in the list at the beginning. As Sir Swimmer, he has requested Lone Wolf Rain Stick Karma. However, I fear you don't have the rain stick or a rain stick recording, and that since Adam is far from us, and this won't be possible. Can you think of a good Euro substitute? Yes, I like the suggestion that follows. Uh, I can't. This is a, this, they're using some weird character set. I can't read a word of it. <laughs> Atlas Shrugged might a, work. Yes, very nice. Uh, also, here's a video I highly recommend. Someday, sorry, I'll get an RSS added. I wish you a happy Hanukkah, not to annoy the hell out of you, but because Hanukkah is a revolution of the weak against the mighty, wicked, powerful, and wicked and cruel Greeks, it's most fitting to remember the history of the Jewish people because all, by all odds they should not have remained a people group for this long spread out and cast away from their homeland. The Jewish story is one that always amazes me. I hope Americans can find the courage like, Mac- like the Maccabees to revolt at some point. 
if this gets any more out of hand. Mm. Okay, it's a reference to this video, which we'll put in the show notes. We will, and uh, here's your special karma request. By Ayn Rand. You've got <laughs> karma. it be a lag. Kelly, Kelby Koenig in Grover, Colorado, 14548, uh, who uh, he just says, bring on the cookies, milk, and boobies. Don't read on the show the following note, which is actually saying, telling us that he's got a knighthood, apparently. Stan, and he's on the list, Stan Salisbury of the Salisbury Steak Family in Gainesville, Florida, 14544, way overdue for my annual donation, this year based on 1212 per month or 12 months or 14544. Also, why wait if we can only have nine days to go for the end of the world on the 21st? Also, what better day could there be except 12-12-12? Congratulations for another great year on the best podcast in the universe. I wish John and Adam and all the No Agenda producers around the world to have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And let's hope that our la- that it's not our last. After all, please play the No Agenda national anthem at least once before the end of the show. We'll try to do it at the end. Yeah, and we'll do also, it. why not get your supporting artist to come up with a No Agenda flag? <laughs> and how about some karma for Mickey and Adam to expedite their return? Oh, thank you very much. Stan Salisbury, Gainesville, Florida. You've got karma. Thank you. We accept your karma. Um, hold on one second. One. Okay, uh, then we have Stephen Bow, B-O-E, who uh, I'm looking for a note. Sir Stephen. And no, there's not. So Stephen Bow has no note. One twenty, one twenty-one. Martin Anderson, Sir Martin Anderson to you in Denmark, Copenhagen, as a matter of fact, uh, also uh, speechless, at least from what I can tell. And so he'll be, uh, but we'll read something from him if I find it later. Christopher Lusk in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on 1111. Uh He's written a. He's written essentially war and peace, which I'll read pieces of, because it's war and pieces of. Adam, I empathize empathize with your situation. Being away from home against your will is one of the hardest situations to cope with. You can make your time as best you can, but until you're on the way home, there is a rock in your stomach. He's been eating Dutch food, <laughs> stroke waffles. As a performer, you should know these things can't be allowed to spill over into your work. It hasn't actually. I don't think. Well, I was I, I'm I, not, I was a little angry on the last show. That, that is true. I, I did let it. Yeah, get a little I, bit that's the right. That's what he's bitching. about. Yeah. yeah, you were complaining, bitching and moaning and cussing a lot. Yeah, uh, that's what I do. He doesn't want you to do that because a new listener would be gone with pretty good reasons. It also reflects back he's giving his lectures. Yeah, he, I operate he, with the, in the mindset I mean, that he, I can't. Is he lecturing me? Is that what he's doing here? He's lecturing you. Yeah, yeah. Huh, you can read huh. this on your own time. It's yeah. not, I don't think the general public. I needs just to read through to it. He's lecturing I, you. Yeah, I feel lectured. Okay. On that note, John needs headphones. <laughs> I lectured. don't need headphones. I'm not using you. them. He's lecturing you. <laughs> I'll give you a topic to watch for, and then he's, uh, I don't know. I can't. He will be a knight today, uh, our Christopher. Yeah, that's the good news. That's great. All right. uh, Jason Johnson, Santa Rosa, California. ITM from northern, northern Silicon Valley, which is Santa Rosa, of course, $101.10. Early Christmas donation to the show, thanks to the media assassination. It could Going to get a Pelosi jobs, 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 two to the head karma for you two. And if you can play Hillary Delicious, then girl, Hillary, don't eat me. <laughs> oh, that's the next donation. I'm sorry. I read the next one. Okay. 
Uh, I give okay, it so the jobs, jobs, jobs to the head karma. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah! You've got karma. Got it. Yeah, this is actually the. This is I'll give a Mark Workman here from Dayton, Ohio, one hundred one dollars and one cents. I'll give him. Uh, I say combination of the day. I haven't heard it yet. But I never thought of this combination. I have to give him. This is a good one. This he all he wants to hear is two to the head. I'm sorry, Hillary delicious, and then Hillary don't eat me. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> that you know, I, I, could, I could just play that all day long. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Just, we need to get that to her. We need to send that it's, to her. So just, it's pretty good acting too, because it's not. You can just see a, she's not a girl acting. In, she's not acting. She really doesn't <laughs> want to be eaten. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> she just doesn't want to be eaten. It's just like it's something from a from a horrible fairy tale. <laughs> oh. Tim Abel and Woodley, uh, somewhere parts unknown, hundred dollars and one cent. Anonymous from Ramsey, Isle of Man, a hundred dollars. Uh, Let's see. Nation Three Legs. This is our third annual payment. We would send you more if we had more. Thanks so much for a wonderful show. Oh, I really appreciate Ryan it. Ryan Nestler in Altura, Minnesota, $99.99. He wants a karma for his friend Kurt and a douchebag call out for his other friend Aaron. Douchebag. You've got karma. Alfred Langus in Colleyville. Texas ninety six ninety six sending some karma to the vagabonds, uh, Sir Long the Good. Yeah. Oh, karma. Sorry. Karma. Hello. Yeah, hello. Hello, karma. You've got karma. Jonathan Rose, Tel Aviv, eighty nine ninety. Just love, just some love for the best podcast in the universe. Adam, you sounded miserable on episode four sixty eight. So give yourself and your lovely wife some. Get your asses back to text nuts, karma. I'd also like to hear a two to the head fiscal cliff just to hear what it sounds like together. And P.S. This Jew ain't cheap, but just getting by most of the time. <laughs> You've got karma. <laughs> we never said. I never said you were, you were a cheap Jew. We never said you were. Don't eat me, Nelson Ferrara. Nelson Ferrara, New Rochelle, New York. Another round of Screw Lupus. Previous round was successful since it is my wife. My wife is feeling better. I think he wants a karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got that. Billy McGinnis in Irvine, Texas, seventy-five, seventy-four. The shot of a donation. You're not sure if this note will connect. Either way, it's not a big deal. I emptied my PayPal today, and it came to a fairly nice-looking seventy-four, seventy-five. Nice. Would, we recommend that for everyone. I'd like to ask a bit of karma spread around to Miss Mickey and Adam while they are lost in Euro Zombie Land trademark, <laughs> as well as for us at home with our new little human resource, Malcolm. Uh, nine months, three things made me stop right on a dime and donate in the first twenty minutes of four sixty-eight. One, John's crack about depressions making people depressed. When he mentioned I haven't finished the cycle book, it made me giggle. <laughs> me too. I needed that. It was a great deadpan work. Two, Adam saying I hate my life. 
Don't say that. Sincere or not, it doesn't matter. You brighten people's days for just being around. Yeah, not people on Google+. Plus. <laughs> well, that's a difference. They don't listen to the show. <laughs> the fact that I'm mooching douchebag for 468 episodes in, and I'm now just finding an acceptable giving level, level, three fingers of scotch. Also, if you haven't seen it, check out North Korea state-run internet intranet from Page, and he's got a link we can put in the show notes if we if we can remember to. Uh, and uh, thinking of doing some readings, but he's going to do a twenty-four or somebody's going to do a twenty-four-hour network thing on Korea. Something I'm not sure where he's really headed with send, this. But send video, send video. Give him his. Uh, his he didn't needed, want, he uh, did, Well, I'll give him a karma. He didn't ask for one. We'll give him one for sure. I thought he needed he something. Okay. Karma. Everybody Scott can Ol- use some karma. Scott Olson in San Diego, California, seventy-five nineteen. I couldn't miss on a donation of the best podcast in the multiverse. No, universe in twelve, 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 which happens to be my birthday. Oh, nice! I'm wishing Adam and Mickey the best of luck with their DHS troubles while lying low in the lowlands. It's almost like little girl don't eat like a little girl don't eat me, Clinton. It's almost too delicious. <laughs> wow, he said that. Well, is, we got that, geniuses that listen to the show. Is that reverse? We don't want to do reverse. Well, he's got it reversed. Okay, well, we can do reverse. Try it reversed. Right. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. It's almost too delicious to <laughs> believe, my friend. I kind of like that one. That's not <laughs> bad. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's almost too delicious. I have to say, I think I like the reverse better. Reverse, don't eat me, Hillary Karma. The reverse cowgirl. <laughs> James <laughs> B. Mann, Ringgold, Louisiana. 73-73. is the John. 73, calling out 73. Especially Adam and Mickey in their current predicament. Karma for them, please. That was 73. You've got karma. Just so you know. Not anonymous. Uh, seventy-one, seventy-one. Monominous. Monominous. Uh, we received a number of seventy-one, seventy-one donations. The past, a few to the George Carlin heritage, but never caught or at least pointed out its true meaning. Carlin said that seventy-one was sixty-nine with two fingers up your ass. <laughs> Who are these listeners? So it doesn't. No wonder you're anonymous. <laughs> So does it qualify? Okay, I shouldn't have even read this. So it does it qualifies as Swazant Nufer as an entirely new category? I, I you be a, the judge. It's a new category. 69, 69, With two 69. fingers up the butt. Uh, Patrick Brennan in Munich, Germany, <laughs> München, uh, Deutschland. Sorry. 70. My mom just turned 69, but I couldn't give my mom 69 karma, so I'll have to give a buck for good luck. Please send her some karma. A special karma for the cis admins at Shipole. Shipole. Shithole. And two, two the head to all the grammar Nazis on Facebook. Yes, I have to say, that, uh, even, um, even though it was not pleasant, the reason I had to come here, when I landed at Shipole, Shipole Airport, it is pretty cool to have that no agenda private Wi-Fi network that is just ours. I have to say, that's pretty damn awesome. It's still working. Yeah. You've got karma. Yeah. That is so funny. If you want, if you want info, then uh, email me. I'll send it to you. Uh, I've been I asked- have to definitely go to <laughs> when I go to next time I go to Amsterdam. I'm going to hang out at the airport just long enough to get my email. Yeah, as long as and, you call it uh, Shipole. Guess- and, and guess who else is back for the third time in the same show? You've got to be kidding and me. No. It's time to play the jingle again. 69! 69! Dude! Not the Baron of France. Baron of... 
Uh, Baron uh, von Palsmacher has decided to get in on this deal. Did his divorce uh, finalize? I have to keep the streak going. He was worried the streak was going to die. Wow. What? Did he? Did his divorce finalize? Something happened. Uh, he's, he's, I love this guy. He is he's a, the best. He's invited he's our, us. He is our number one patron for he anyone has, out there who wants to compete with him. We're, no, we're willing to... Uh, you can't compete with him. He has invited yeah. us to come to uh, uh, the castle, to the barony, uh, a tour of his work, which I won't mention, uh, but he he does he has a very interesting job, and uh, he's just like you know anything you guys want anything and and in addition to that he's supporting the show, and he's, and he's running and he's running two countries. I have to keep the streak going, especially on a show dedicated to the sixty ers like show. Four six nine. He's reminding us of the <laughs> gag we missed. Yeah. Tempting uh, faith, perhaps by asking some swazzle enough karma for all the dames and knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. I cannot think of a more deserving human resource. And a two to the head douchebag call out to the, all the non-donating listeners. <laughs> really, be very ashamed, slaves. Help Adam and John keep the best podcast in the universe going. Why? Because you'll feel better. Trust me. Wow. That's so that's so kind of you, Baron. William Bunnell in Greenfield, Indiana, sixty nine sixty nine. Uh gentlemen, I'm a semi boner no more, having only modestly donated before. Seeing that the wife finally pulled out a swazzle enough before the year was to conclude and having received an expensive check from work the same month, she'll never know about it. <laughs> uh, by hiding it in Christmas costs, I cannot help but think a little sixty-nine, sixty-nine karma might be all I need to sneak another one in before year's end. <laughs> okay, I as well hold a ham license, but have never keyed a mic. If I can get a de-douching and a karma for the both of you and myself, I would be grateful. Merry Christmas to you and yours, as well as all the other listeners. Sincerely, Scotty A. Winkler. Okay. Hit it. <laughs> do not, do, <laughs> please do not read on air. Please, I, I'm glad I read that because I was about to give him a, a big ham shout out. Uh, so yes, and thank you so much, Scotty. You've been deduced. You've got karma, Mr. William Kevin Fairchild, Land of Lakes, Florida, sixty nine, sixty nine. Uh, I'm celebrating my 1211 birthday with a Swazzle Nuff donation. I would like to get a little Lizzie Bah Humbug Slave. It seems like the closer it gets to Christmas, the more broke I get. Wait till April. Bah Humbug Slave. <laughs> Michael Birch, uh, Sir Michael Birch, to you in Port Angeles, Washington, one of our locals. 6969. Uh, he's in Washington Nuts, he likes to say. I hereby put the No Agenda Nation on alert level orange in light of Adam's current situation and issue a No Agenda Challenge Coin Challenge by the power vested in me by my coin number 142. All citizens of No Agenda Nation with a challenge coin must donate at least 3333 to receive a de-douching for the douchebag given today. The only other option is to shut up slave. <laughs> and he wants us to play a douchebag thing. Douchebag. Right, thank you. Sir Michael yes. Birch. And that... that 69! 69, dudes! Wow. Awesome! Mike Caddick in Stalwell, Victoria. 60 bucks. Greetings from India. Obviously, he's not wow. an Indian. Hmm. They're, the cheap, they're the cheap guys, not the people in Israel. 
Some post-surgery karma would be great and a massive douchebag call-out to the jerks at Mana Medical back at home in Oz for being greedy, money-grubbing bastards and forcing me to have my needed surgery over here in India. Wow. I mean, it was too expensive, so he had to do it over there? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, douchebag. Mance Medical. Screw you guys. Let me give him some recovery karma. Holy moly. You've got karma. Ow. He's actually having a good time, he says. In, in, oh, okay, uh, in well, that's nice. That's nice. Sir John Martinez over here in Gilroy, California, uh, land of the garlic. Gitmo Nation garlic. 55 uh, double nickels on the dime. Why? Because Adam and Mickey are freezing. That's right. Merry freezing. Christmas, mofos. <laughs> Sir John. Are you freezing now? Is it still cold? It's very cold. And Mickey can you take Ma some pictures of the snow I can put in the newsletter no, so the, people can see? There's no snow. The snow is gone. Oh, it's just it, cold now. Now it's just cold. Oh, well, get up early and get the picture. There's got to be frost. And my uh, my policy is if I'm walking outside and I can see my breath, I should not be walking outside. This is my policy. You had socks? I got socks. Tony Vale in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Double nickels on the dime. Please call me Tony Vall. It's Vall. Hey, Tony Vall. Monthly 1212 subscriber from the Daily Skew wants right. to say thanks to Eric Her Eric Henry for sending karma to the new podcast, uh, Daily Skew. No agenda, Florida, to let him know it's available for download. Okay, I want to pass on the two delicious to believe karma to Eric in Orlando and to our Daily Skew on Kindle subscribers, all four of them. And send out a douchebag call out to the freeloaders out there. I hope you guys like this no agenda, no agenda Florida show. Yeah, think of it as your local affiliate in Florida. It's almost okay. too delicious to believe, my friend. Right. Sir James Howard in Indiana. Oh, hold on, double I, hold on. The, the karma, karma going. With oh, that. I forgot. You okay, thought sorry. karma. My fault. Uh, Sir James Howard, Indianapolis, uh, Double Nichols, he says, I'd like to dedicate this donation to Lizzie for starring in the greatest jingle on the show, and I want all my fellow producers <laughs> to step up and make her a dame. Oh. She deserves it. Yes, yeah, she does. Give me a don't eat me, Hillary, shut up, slave. <laughs> don't eat me, Hillary Clinton, shut up, slave. <laughs> the thing is, if you've seen the video of her doing this, I mean, you just want to cry. You just want to. You just want to. Just want to gobble this kid up. She's so amazing. She's, she's so very cute. Fine. She she has the the bug eyed look of a monster coming at her to, to eat her. <laughs> and she has, but she also has a little cute beret in her hair. You know, <laughs> it's like right, exactly. it's very funny. She's she's quite hilarious. Broadway. I'm telling uh, you, this kid's going to Broadway until so her voice changes. Then you know, just another yeah. teenager. <laughs> um, James Howard, uh, oops, sorry, uh, Broken Wall Films in Charlton, Massachusetts. Please refer to me as Nick in Central Taxachusetts. I drive 55 miles each way to a job that I don't particularly like on a good day and makes me hateful on bad ones. The shining light is having douchebag and climate gate jingles pop into my head while I sit through the countless Ivy League guest lectures. Can I get a coin flip karma for myself? What's that? Oh. And a, and a, we just need cash. You've got karma. And a, we need, just need cash for Alex and Steve. people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. I got it all, man. I got you covered. Okay. I got it all. 
Uh, keep up with the best podcast in the universe, Nick in Central Mass. I choose nuts. Uh, Brett Dombrowski in Colorado Springs, double nickels. Uh, thanks for the job, Karma, and the last donation. It worked great. Here's a few more bucks to keep the show going. Pass the karma along to anyone who needs it. By the way, every time I hear the Jobs, Jobs, Jobs clip, I think someone has resurrected Steve Jobs, and he's running for office. Jobs, 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 and Jobs. Let's vote for Jobs. Yeah! It's interesting. It does sound like he's running for office. Let's vote for Jobs. Yeah. Dave Stewart in Seattle. Double nickels on the dime. Uh, please use this donation to buy some headphones. Uh, at least while Adam's in Euroland, we turned out that we could we fixed the problem without it's, yeah, it's this. Not, it's not the headphones. It really is. It's not the headphones. It wasn't the headphones ever. Mm, well, Eric Ortega at uh, 55.10. Uh, Eric Ortega in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, 51.50. No karma. The last time I did that, things didn't go well. Oh. I got a karma rebound. Ooh. That happens. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's like you, if you hit, when you're working in a factory once in a while, you can hit a piece of metal with a, with a hammer, and, and for some unknown reason, once every few hundred times, it snaps the hammer back at very high speeds. At your head. In a spring-like thing. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. That's what happened to his karma. That's not good. He says he wants you. He just wants you to get a good mixer, and he did. I'm giving him seventy threes. The N three TUX. Nitrogen three tuxedo. <laughs> Run Bruins clothing. Our boys in Watertown, South Dakota, came hey. with fifty one bucks. Latest kickback from the jacket orders. By the way, go there and buy a jacket during the winter. You should, did you bring your Bruins? To, well, you blew it. You should have brought it. No, I know, you know, I, I really did blow it. I that would have been the perfect jacket. I can't believe I. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Well, maybe they'll send you another one up there. And well, depends on how long we stay it's, here. It it's, a, it's a big jacket. It would make all the Mickey's toiletries you had to bring. You probably didn't have a lot of No, that, that was exactly it. Exactly right. But it's nice. The one the I have is nice. The latest of many nice to buy a jacket. Sorry, Sir Jimmy at Free Hollow Books bought the jacket last. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it's got apparently some special pockets for a Glock 19. Yeah, it's got the concealed carry pocket. David yeah, concealed carry pocket. That's nice. Sir David Lee, they'll do anything you want. Uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, 50 bucks for Mickey to pick up something sexy that will keep her and Adam warm for a couple of nights and uh, shot for <laughs> Hillary. Please don't eat me, followed by two shots to the head and a hear, hear. Hear, hear? Yeah, the mumble. Oh, okay. Um, I don't I, know. Did they say hear, hear? That's know. what they're saying. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> think they say here here that's what they're saying no okay <laughs> a couple more joseph weisenforth in eagle point oregon thank you both for all the hard work uh debunking the lies given to the public Adam, can you give mickey a no agenda healing hug from me i will, I will. Uh, sir mike westerfield 50 sir alan bean who comes in with checks every so often keep up the great work oakland 50 and finally uh in out of copenhagen Ulrich hansen uh, with uh, $50 for water and blankets for Adam and Mickey. I want to thank these and all the contributors to the uh, No Agenda show in lesser amounts. We do have a large note from someone who uh, works uh, with apparently with Breitbart, and we'll read probably that on the Sunday show. And um, I want to thank everyone and go to noagendanation.com, noagendashow.com. Dvork.org slash NHL, Dvork.com slash NA, and help us keep this 
thing going like this. Yeah, if we can keep it going like this, you know, maybe I should just stay over here. Is this because we're, <laughs> we're here? I mean, is this is this what it is now? We've got a it's a yeah, we're on a you European get the sympathy hot vote. Yeah, symphony vote, vote and cash. All right, everybody. How's your birthday, birthday? I know what you Tease Arnson, congratulates his son, Max. He turned 23 on the uh, 7th. Scott Olson congratulates himself. He was celebrating on 12-12-12. And Kevin Fairchild, uh, his uh, very own birthday was on the 11th. Happy birthday from your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. I do want to uh, uh, do a special uh, shout-out from the Silent Nights to Kale. Uh, The Silent Nights, John, uh, you'll recall, they... uh, uh, donated to the show, became Instanites uh, for me doing their um, uh, their uh, answering machine. All right. Yeah. And I also did, uh, you know, just for good measure, because I had no idea what was going to happen um, on the show today, I did a couple uh, auditions. I already did them, already recorded them. In case, oh. you're, in case you're interested, I feel now. I feel like I've been left out of the loop. <laughs> Geek Squad agents are now at Target, ready to help with advice, installation, protection plans, and as many questions as you have about electronics. Target, expect more, pay less. What do you think? I think we just gave Target an unnecessary plug. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, people are running to the store now. I can see. <laughs> it works so incredibly well. Well, luckily, I've got my sword here with me. If you have uh, your sword, we have quite a list of, of knives course. that we can... Uh, perfect. Zachary Giesemann, Ian Field, or Eon, Atastermans, <laughs> Paul Barnett, and JD and SJ, Tease Arnson, Papa Guido, Lori Swim, or at least your husband, Swimmer, Kelby Koenig and Christopher Lusk, please all step forward as you have now all become Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. I hereby pronounce thee Sir Zachary, Sir Ian, Sir Ut, Sir Paul, Sir JD, Sir T, Sir Papa Guido, Sir Swimmer, Sir Kelby, and Sir Christopher. Congratulations. You all now join the very coveted roundtable of the No Agenda Knights. And with that, as you know, comes... Hookers and Blow, Rent Boys and Chardonnay, Hot Pants and Booze, Wenches and Beer, Ruben S. Woman and Rosé, Geishas and Sake, Vodka and Vanilla, Gerbils and Ginger Ale, and Mutton and Mead. And thank you. Uh, you will not hear me complaining because um, we, there's nothing to complain about. You have come through for us. We, it would be and nice Martin to- Anderson, by the way, just sent us a note saying, hey, Merry Christmas is part of his note that he left blank. Okay. okay thank you. Uh, we need to spread it out a little bit more so we can do more show in the allotted time. Uh, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Highly, highly appreciated. Uh, okay, so we can go to a lot different directions here. I have, I still well, tease the... Excuse me? What? Second half of the show? Excuse me? Wasn't I... I had some idea I was going to say something, and you, 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 we made it teased it for the second half of the show. Excuse me? Second half of the show? Second what about half it? of the show. Well, it's time for second half of the show. You don't get to do anything. It's my turn to do something. No, but didn't I? Didn't we tease? What you going to say? Some I was going to say something after the. You said, "Don't you want to do it after the donation segment?" And I said, "Yeah, okay, we'll tease that." And then I, oh, so okay. I didn't get to do it. Oh, okay, well then you go ahead and do it. This is the upcoming distraction of the week month. This is uh, we're going. This is an actual prediction before it happens. 
Okay, now I'm going to just play this clip. Right, this is what the second half of the show It's kind of wacky. Excuse me, the second to, half of the show is not wacky, it's fact and science. I'm going to play this clip and you tell me what you think my prediction's going to be. This is a double thing because I'm not only going to predict a distraction of the week, but you're going to predict what I'm going to predict. This is a first <laughs> for the show. Whoa, okay, let me just get this straight. This is a 15-second clip, and I'm going to predict what you're going to predict based upon this clip. Do I have this right? Yes. Okay. South Africa's former president, Nelson Mandela, will remain in hospital in Pretoria <laughs> to have further tests. The 94-year-old was admitted on Saturday, but doctors still haven't explained what he's being treated for. This is Mr. Mandela's third trip to hospital in two years. I predict he's pregnant with lizards. No, no, no. You have to predict what <laughs> I'm going to predict. You're go I'm predicting that you're going to predict that he's going to die. Exactly. <laughs> this is not very nice. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. He's 93. They gonna. They're gonna. This is gonna be a great distraction. This will yeah, chew up true. two or three weeks oh, of the media. Oh my gosh, you're so right. We're gonna have retrospectives, big package. In fact, right now, everyone at CNN is trying to get their package done. Every fact, every news before the Christmas holidays. It's like we've got to get this that thing that, edited. Yep. That that news report, which is we don't know why he's even in the hospital or a hospital, as they like. He has to a, say, a, a, a he has a lung infection. Yes, I think that's what he has. Whatever the case is, I think that was a, only reported to say, "Okay, guys, get ready. <laughs> you're going to have to produce a lot of stuff." Yeah, <laughs> we got They're a lot of work people as we speak, and you know, everyone's like, "Oh, you know," because you know the, the poor guy. I mean, he's a superhero and everything, and. Uh, and it's going to be sad, but although he had a very long, uh, very long life. I mean, ninety-four is nothing to sneeze at. But I, you're absolutely right. I can just hear around news organizations around the world going, "Oh, jeez, really? Before the holidays, we got to put all these packages together." Ugh. Okay. Well, if he dies before Christmas, then it's it's part of the war on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right. If he dies after Christmas, which I believe he'll die before, I my prediction would be he'll die a couple of uh, like between Christmas and New Year's that will that distract us from the fiscal cliff, right? So we right. won't deal with this uh, the uh, alternative minimum tax or any of these other issues, and we'll forget about that because everyone will be in mourning. And that's what that's my so I would well, further predict well, it'll take well, place between Christmas I, and New Year's. I have to well, I I gotta push back a little bit because we all we have our year end re retrospectives that we've already put together between Christmas and New Year's. We have our end of year list. You know, here's what happened. Our look back. So we're basically we're leaving a donut. We're leaving a hole uh, in our retrospective to slot in. You'll you'll be able to identify. It. You're going to see. The year-end special. Every every you know, Barbara Walters has one. So ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CNN, MSN. They all have them, and you'll see the whole. And if Nelson Mandela dies before the end of the year, they'll slot that in. If not, it'll be something really, really lame. You know, like Justin Bieber was top of the charts again in 2012. You watch. You'll be you'll be able to see it. Okay, here's another possibility. Mm -hmm. We go through the holidays, uh, Christmas and New Year's, and it happens immediately after New Year's because it's a slow 
that's a slow news. Uh, Maybe right? he's already dead, news. and they're keeping him on ice until it's convenient. <laughs> you know, what? I'm always suspicious about that. Yeah, no but they keep him on under under ice, and then they they he's dead on the second or third when there's nothing to talk about. There's no they're, they're all ready to go, and that distracts everybody from the fact that we went over the cliff. Uh, this is not a, this is not only America, John. This is like the rest of the world doesn't give a crap about your cliff. No, but I'm just telling you, you, if you see it happen exactly like that, you won't be able to say, I didn't tell you so. Yeah, but I, That's the way I predicted. Okay, this good. cliff is a big deal internationally because it's, it's going to collapse no the one, stock market. No one gives a... No, I, in fact, I disagree. I think going over the cliff will make the stock market boom. They're gonna, it's going to go up. Well, you're... Yeah, okay, sure. Okay. Okay. So I got... No, like no, 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 ah. no, no, no. It's my turn for second half of the show. All right, this is, go ahead. This is real. Oh, you're such an a-hole. Go on. I'm saying this is very, very big news. Um, Medvedev of Russia. You know who he is, right? Medvedev. Yeah, yeah, we all know Medvedev. He was in San Francisco recently. Really? Yeah. Was he? Is he one yeah. of those guys who runs around naked? No, no, he was in a limo with a bunch of uh, armed guards. Oh, he would fit right in with those naked guys. So Medvedev did a big show in Russia, big big television interview with five journalists at a round table where they got to ask him anything that that uh, that he that they wanted to, or as is orchestrated. So um, they finished the interview. It was pre-taped, and so everything's still rolling. The mics are still on. It's still rolling. But he all of a sudden goes off and he starts like slamming Putin for always being late. He's saying like, "Hey, you know, you know," he's like, "Yeah, so, you know, someone has to be on time." You know, like one of these, uh, one of these things. And wow! Then, oh yeah! And then he and then he starts. It's unbelievable what he said. I have the audio, which I'll just play in the background. Uh, this has been translated by multiple news organizations. I'm going to read verbatim the translation. I'm telling you guys, for the last time, the president has a suitcase that not only holds the nuclear codes, but also has a special map of the country with locations of aliens who have visited our country and still reside here. He also receives regular reports about alien activity. Believe me, it's not unlike the Men in Black movies. I won't comment on how many aliens are here on Earth, as that could start widespread panic. And that is what, that is the translation of what he said. What? This is bogus. There's a hoax you've fallen for. No, 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 no. This has been on every, every single European news outlet has done this. This is not, this is not just one hoax. Now, I would so like some the of The Russians, our- by the way, over time, we've noticed... The Russians have always maintained uh, a, a supposedly uh, some relationship with some specific group of aliens. But you have to ask yourself, if that's true, I'll, how come we're the ones who, who invented well, the let, stealth hold on, technologies? Hold on, hold on. Let, let, me, let me tell you what the theory is. The thinking is that, you know, obviously with the, uh, the end of the world and the physical cliff and everything, that uh, Obama is apparently on the verge of telling everybody about the aliens. Because you know it's time. Uh, now, with, now what the reason is behind that? You know, there's there's a whole bunch of theories about that, but that the Russians, particularly you know, Putin and Medvedev, they want to leg up and they wanted to pop this out first, and they wanted to tell everybody about the aliens first. 
That's what the story is. So the theory is that they got wind of the fact that Obama's going to blow the lid off. Blow the lid, right, so they had to come out first. Yeah. Okay, well, congratulations. You brought the show back to its old formula. (laughs) But it's not just a formula. This is fact. This is fact. Oh, yeah. All right, then I got I, I got to roll this out because th- I've been holding on to this. This is this is real. This is really quite amazing. If you want to know just what kind of citizen slave you really are, and you know, go ahead and try you know uh, missing out on paying a, a, t- a parking ticket or you know j- you know doing something wrong on your taxes or you know or just forgetting to bring back a library book. Okay, you you're gonna get kicked up the ass. Now, that's because you're not in the big game like the banks, like HSBC. HSBC officials listed Mexico in its lowest risk category for money laundering during a four-year period when Mexican drug cartels were funneling over $700 billion through the bank. U.S. Attorney Loretta Lynch. The investigation revealed that staggering amounts of cash hundreds of thousands of U.S. dollars daily were being deposited into HSBC Mexico using boxes specially made to fit through their teller's windows to speed (laughs) the transactions. And it wasn't just the drug cartels that benefited from what prosecutors called the bank's willful failure to report suspicious activity. HSBC instructed an Iranian bank how to conceal $183 million in transactions. HSBC also admitted to cutting the number of internal watchdogs to save money. Assistant Attorney General Lanny Brewer. HSBC is paying a heavy price for its conduct. And under the terms of today's agreement, if the bank fails to comply with this agreement in any way, any way at all, we, of course, in the government, reserve the right to prosecute the bank. So before I finish this clip, let me just... So, yes, you are hearing this correctly. HSBC laundered intentionally bill billions, almost a trillion, seven hundred billion dollars of drug money in special envelopes, mind you. Special, no, no, special boxes. Special boxes, so they could fit into the teller window, and no one is arrested. The bank is not shut down. <clears throat> no one's going to jail. They pay $1.9 billion in fines to who, I don't know, probably Lenny Brewer's like living it up with a 71. Who the hell knows? And the, and, and this is, this is the, 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 the Justice Department has the gall to stand there and say, Oh, but if they do it again, you know, then, oh, then the company's in big, <laughs> then it's in big, big trouble. And now he's going to talk to this douche woman again from, um, I think she's also from Justice. Under the terms of today's settlement, nobody at HSBC will face criminal charges. Notre Dame professor Jimmy Garuli investigated money laundering cases for the Treasury Department. We're not talking about mere negligence. We're talking about a criminal scheme that was adopted as a policy of HSBC to look the other way with regard to suspicious transactions involving money laundering. Some would say that the message is, if you break all the laws you can until you get caught, you may have to pay a lot of money, but you're not going to go to jail. That's a very short-sighted view, I think, because in this case, they're obviously paying a great deal of money, but they also have had to literally turn their company inside out. The message should be that that's what you have to do. Turn the company inside out. What an incredible hardship. This, to me, is the most <laughs> unbelievable story 
the most disgusting. I mean, seven hundred billion dollars again. You know, I'm telling you, Washington, Colorado, get ready. The feds are coming. This is big, big business. You can't what? I think the vig on that is seventy billion, isn't it? Just the vig alone. Just the vig alone. This is so they would. So they made seventy billion dollars. Paid a billion. By the way, I want to read the definition of suspicious. Oh, they didn't report suspicious behavior. Suspicious (laughs) having or showing a cautious distrust of someone or something. There was no distrust. No, they were in on it. They're all in it together. They're in on it. They were like... No suspicious activity. This is so unbelievable. Our economy is running on the drug money. It is... This is... This is not a joke. This This is the truth. Colorado, Washington, you cannot have legal drugs. It has to run through the system. You're going to get shut down. Because we without this drug money, we have no economy. Well, of course, and with our weaponry, our bombs and stuff that we make. But, you know, but it, I'm just all adds up. I, aren't you blown away by this? That it's just like, oh, okay, well. But we'll, was I thought it was hilarious. But we'll have to turn the the company inside out if they do it one more time. Now, hilarious is this. This is hilarious. Drug-related. Overeating can lead to a host of health problems in children, but it can also have other serious consequences. According to a new study from Boston's Children's Hospital, girls who are binge eaters are more likely to use marijuana and other drugs. Researchers aren't sure why overeaters tend to use drugs. Nutritionists say the findings are another good reason for all teenagers to be screened for eating problems. Yeah! Let's, oh, scan, so they, let's scan the kids for eating that's problems. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got it wrong. It's like once you do weed, that's when you start binging. It's not the other way around. No, right? no, but they, they no, they use the reverse <laughs> argument. That way, they can find the the kids who do drugs and bust them. Yeah, just a scam. It reminds me that there's a, there's very re- it's kind of related. What's related to it? I got a clip that's somewhat related. You know, Michael Powell used to be the head of the FCC. Now runs the cable industry. Here he is on so- talking about social media. Powell on social media. What role do you think social media will play sort of intermeshing with your TV experience going down the road? I think that's a great question because... <laughs> it's um, not a great question! <laughs> it's bullcrap! That is not a great question! How is that a great question? I'm asking you. It's not a great question. It's just not. <laughs> why did you say it was? <laughs> because he's in charge of social media. I don't know Why? <laughs> You trick me. You trick me with that one. I like it when you trick me. <laughs> um, there was a there was kind of a funny little uh, thing that popped up uh, during the um, the State Department briefing. Maybe I should save that to Sunday. That would probably last. Right, save it for Sunday. Yeah, I'll save that to Sunday. I have that'll some stuff last. for Sunday that'll apparently last. too. No, that'll last. That'll last. Um, we can. Hmm. I have one. I I do have a meme I've uncovered, which I've mentioned in the newsletter. I was going to talk about today. All right, but I think I'm going to save it for Sunday. People would just have to excuse. I really would like to because there's a little couple more things I want to drop in there. Okay, can I Uh, can I do a a Diane Sawyer drunk doing introducing a drunk segment? Oh yeah, (laughs) but the real danger is alcohol. Oh wait, did I cut her off? Ah, that's no good. (laughs) That's funny. I can't believe I can't believe I cut her off. Wait a minute, I can I can get the full clip again. This is this is bad. Hold on a second, because you know it's about um, 
about people driving the wrong way, and apparently alcohol is uh, is pretty much makes you do that. Yeah, <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, alcohol makes you do that. Exactly. It makes you do it. Yeah, you have a drink, and next thing you know, you want to go on the wrong side of the road. Turns you British. <laughs> You're driving the wrong way, idiot. Um, but I think for some reason, I, I took off Diane Sawyer because <laughs> I was like, this is just, it's too mean. It was too mean. Here it is. Uh, okay, this is, uh, this is coming from the original... Uh, ABC News report. Let's see if we can uh, get Diane Sawyer. It's, it's just I feel funny about her today. And now a story that affects every person who drives in America. A new report says almost 400 people are killed every year because of drivers going the wrong way on the road. It's the most <laughs> deadly traffic accident. And just last night, three women were killed by a driver going the wrong way in Connecticut. Tonight, officials say they are ready to crack down. And here's ABC senior national correspondent. No, it's because she's not drunk. That's why. I, that's why I pulled it out. She's not drunk. But there is something in the report that is uh, that is noteworthy. But the real danger is alcohol. Sixty percent of wrongway accidents are caused by drunk drivers. Nearly ten percent by repeat offenders. Which is why the NTSB is recommending that all fifty states require this ignition lock on all cars driven by anyone convicted of a DUI. So if I'm drunk and I blow in here, what happens? The car will not start. It's as simple as that. You that, by the way, is a woman from Mothers Against Drunk Driving, which is MAD, which is a huge scam organization. They collect money from these uh, from these students. Yeah, no, the original founder of, of MAD quit the organization because it's turned into a scam. Scam, right. You won't be able to drive the car. The NTSB is also pushing car manufacturers to fast-track new technology that would allow sensors in all cars to determine if any driver is sober before allowing ignition. So this is very interesting. So it's Any driver? Any driver. That means you, you want to drive your car? Blow in the tube, slave. Just in case. You know? Just in case. Before it's a crime, it's pre-crime. So, they're just telegraphing this is all coming. Yeah, well, at least they're honest about it. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to beat that one. Uh, let me just I do see. have a clip that's kind of interesting. That's kind of a slave <laughs> clip. If it's not really good, then don't bother me with it. No, I think it's good. Okay. It's a slave clip. It's like a shut up slave clip. This is a. This came off a, apparently a report on the Marriott hotel chain, and it was run on CNBC's one of my favorite shows called Fast uh, Fast Money, mm -hmm. and um, it's a bunch of traders that talk about stuff. And they they're interviewing one of the Marriott executives, who essentially tells that I mean this 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 thing that he says it just galls me so much that I will not stay at a Marriott anymore. Out of you. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Travelers may have strategies for getting the best price on a hotel deal. Uh, Scott Wapner explores this in his documentary that premieres tonight. Uh, so take a look at uh, what you're going to see tonight. Let me give you another scenario. I walk into the hotel. I go to the front desk. You have a few rooms available that night and say, sir, room's going to be $300. I say, how about 200 Here's 200 bucks. Do you take it? Never. Why? No way. Uh, that, that is called the fade, and that's something that... I mean, there's a term for that. It's called the fade. If you do that, you've just trained that customer. 
don't book in advance. You'd rather that room go empty for the entire night and give it to me for less than what you would otherwise charge? Yes. Over time, you don't want to train customers to wait and feel like they can get a better deal. It sounds like you train the customer to go elsewhere, yeah. <laughs> like Starwood, maybe. Yeah. But right. no, what's your initial yeah, take? Yeah, my, my initial take is that, j- just to your point, you, you people want to hunt for the best bargain, so you've got to be competitive. They do do not have a monopoly on hotel rooms. You've got to be competitive. Hmm. So, so here the concept of training the customer I find so offensive. Yeah. Yeah. That it is. is. <clears throat> you know, is. this is where's the customer's always right. It should be the customer's always right. You don't train the customer like he's a stupid idiot. That we should be training jerk offs like this Marriott guy and stop going to the Marriott. That'll train him, won't it? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I was very annoyed by that. Obviously. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, so when's the last time you actually stayed at a hotel? Period. Let alone a Marriott. I stayed at a hotel recently, yeah. and it was a Marriott, as a matter of fact. Yeah, where, where was this? Uh, when I w- went down to L.A. to visit the cool office, new offices of Medio. <laughs> recently. This was four months ago. <laughs> well, that, to me, is recent. I don't, I'm not on the road like you. <laughs> Traveling Wilburys. All right. Uh, since it will all be over, um, I just wanted to... Um, Oh man, I'm getting slapped back for you. I'm getting slapped back for you, boy. This uh <clears throat> so first I thought this this mall shooter in uh uh Portland was going to be bogative uh because they, he didn't they didn't use three names with him and then ugh, they used three names. Detectives have revealed the man behind the mask who unleashed an hour of terror inside this packed Portland shopping mall. They say 22-year-old Jacob Tyler Roberts stole a semi-automatic <laughs> rifle from someone he knew. Jacob Tyler Roberts. Like, oh, okay, three names. All right. So <clears throat> there's a couple things weird with this one. And uh, I'm I'm not putting it past anybody that this was a setup. And the only two people killed, if they were really killed, who knows? I mean, I'm sure that they were really killed. Maybe they weren't killed. Um, they, the cops did a, an exercise for exactly, exactly this kind of occurrence. This is the a same formula we've talked about. Well, how yeah. many years have, have we been discussing the same coincidental situation? Yeah, well, you, Every time it happens, yeah. they do an exercise, then yeah. this crazy thing happens, yeah. and the guy's always got three yeah. names. Three names. And now he stole the rifle. But there's some, There's a couple extras. First of all, he's wearing a mask. And uh, uh, and the, and I think it's actually in this report, I think, where they bring it up. Detectives have revealed again. the man behind the mask who unleashed an hour of terror inside this packed Portland shopping mall. They say 22-year-old Jacob Tyler Roberts stole a semi-automatic rifle from someone he knew and used it to kill two people and seriously wound a third Tuesday afternoon. We've not yet been able to establish how many shots were fired during the attack, although we believe... He was carrying several fully loaded magazines. Mm-hmm. Police say Roberts entered at Macy's and primarily focused on the mall's food court. That's where 55-year-old Cindy Yule and 45-year-old father Stephen Forsyth were killed. <coughs> it's not in this report. It's in one of my other reports. Um, you know, there's always got to be some uh, some benefit for the mainstream media. Uh, I will say that the um, Friday the 13th... Um, box set is coming out in January uh, on Blu-ray DVD 
which Warner Brothers just purchased. You know, the guy's wearing a hockey mask. Everyone's talking about how he looked like Jason from Friday the 13th. But then the thing that really got me is uh, Anderson Pooper has a, a witness on. And when you hear this witness, I'm sorry, this witness is a professional and knows exactly what she's talking about. And, you know, you just put all these things together. I'm like, this is, there's something set up with this, and it's bothering me. For now, eyewitness accounts are emerging, some of them contradictory, including this one uh, from Holly Batista. So he's already saying some of them are contradictory. I'm not quite sure why. And now he's got Holly Batista. I can't find her anywhere, certainly not from Portland. She is joining us now. Uh, Holly, what did you hear? Um, when did you realize something was, was, was going wrong? Now, tell me if this is your typical witness. You know, originally I had, you know, heard a couple things that I thought sounded like firecrackers. Um, and as soon as I realized what was going on there with people running and screaming, um, somebody shooting, I was in the Macy's, which opens into the food court area. Um, you know, the first instinct was obviously to head to an exit, but, you know, you could still hear gunshots crying out in fear, trying to get out. And, and were you able to, uh, to to leave? Or I know at one point the police actually closed the doors because they didn't want people leaving because they didn't know if there may be more than one shooter involved. Were you just able to leave? Uh, originally, no, I wasn't. And then as soon as we did get out the doors, it was within minutes. They had all of the exits into the mall parking lot. Um, locked down, you know, they had a perimeter set up, so. So I'm all, at this point, I'm like, locked down, perimeter set up, okay. We were not able to leave in our vehicles. There was multiple agencies responding from multiple vehicles. cities around the Portland. Multiple vehicles from multiple agencies responding. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Keep, yeah, these are all police talk. Yeah, keep uh, listening. Jargon. Metro area uh, still is, you know, at that point, EMS, uh, the ambulances, fire trucks, came through, you know, our county incident response EMS. team is there, and now they have triage tents set up in different areas. <laughs> triage tents. Triage EMS. <laughs> yes, and they're finally allowing vehicles to evacuate. Um, but it they call the code 33. <laughs> That's all you're missing. No, and there are still people that are locked down in the mall, but they're going through and sweeping out and, you know, locked down, getting not stuck. step by step to get them out safely. They're working very well together to give credit to law enforcement. There is multiple people, <laughs> you know, trying to help and respond. Multiple people. The incident at the same time. Incident. Do you have a sense of, um, I mean, did you see any injuries? Did you, you said there are multiple triage areas set up. I understand as many as three. Do, are they active? Are you, are you aware? Are they active? Okay. They are active. They are active. <laughs> Uh, Lifeline has responded. Lifeline has responded, not helicopters. No, Lifeline. And you know the Lifeline helicopters wow. here only take patients to two hospitals in our local area. Yeah, I, of course I know that. I mean, doesn't everyone know that they only take uh, Lifeline helicopters only take people to our two local hospitals in this area? Everyone knows that. Um, they have left with patients. There are also ambulance backed up to one of the triage tents outside um, outside of an REI store, which is at the bottom of Macy's. Um, it, it is active. Everything around active. here is still active. Active. Um, I do know that there is, I believe, um, an incident tent set up on the other side of the... An incident tent? Small. I am across the street Jeez. now evacuated. So. so now I'm like... This is... You're right. This is just a... This is an actor or, or somebody in the business or some cop or some 
buddy that's this is not a man on the street but why why doesn't so, the, so here's what bothers me why doesn't anderson pooper just say we have the sheriff's department pr woman or we've got you know why why does he have to pretend this is some witness who you know and i i cut this down it was much longer she's talking about she's in the store with her daughter buying something but this is not just some some regular old joe schmo and then we get the spokeshole for the sheriff's department, who is, I swear to God, if you look at the clip, 469.nashownotes.com, he's got a mustache, so it's kind of hard. It looks like he's smiling the whole time you say it. It looks like he's actually kind of smiling and kind of like, <laughs> you stupid idiots. And he starts to say stuff that also bothers me about this incident. Several units from local, uh, county, state, city, federal agencies helping us methodically clear them all, evacuate some right. wounded, okay. uh, and do a thorough search to make sure that everything is safe. But again, at this point, this is no longer an active shooter. I believe the shooter has been neutralized. Oh, come on. What is this shooter has been neutralized? This is no longer an active shooter. This guy is running through a script, John. And we are securing them all, securing the scene, and treating the wounded. Okay. Exactly the way the script said. Treating them all, uh, securing them all, treating the wounded, and the shooter has been neutralized. I think that this was an exercise, maybe an exercise gone wrong. And then, you know, and then there was this one story, one of our producers sent it to me, which I thought was really interesting, um, that this guy apparently, well, let me just get the, uh, get the right article here. Um, was that you? Uh, Roberts identified the gunman, 22-year-old Jacob Tyler, Jacob Robert. Blah, blah, blah. So he, the guy at his office, at his work, had said that he had uh, uh, just come into some money from uh, he had inherited some money from a relative, and he was going to go. Uh, he was going to go to Hawaii, and he was going to go check out different islands, and then move there. And that was uh, a week before all of this happened. Then all of a sudden, the guy like puts on a mask steals a, an assault rifle, and goes and kills people. That's rather odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was rather odd myself. So, this is weird. And they, um, they also did this exact same training exercise in 2005. So... I don't know. I just... You know, you get these expert witnesses. You get the cop who's, like, talking all weird... You know, that sounds like a, something. This is not good. This has been going on. This kind of they're just playing. I, I don't know what the deal is with this, but it seems like somebody's playing games with the public. And yeah. these these douchebags who are on these news shows, and Pooper's one of them. There's a bunch of others. I actually an example of a clip or something similar. But uh, these news guys, they never ask the logical questions. They're just really, when they call them meat puppets, I mean, it's gone completely out of control. They don't say anything like, why are you talking like this? This doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's, it's horrible. I mean, what, what these guys are feeding the public is, is so pathetic. I mean, you saw it at that concert, you know, when you watch these people in the audience. Oh. It's, uh, it's like, wow. Now, though, now, those were some meat puppets, my friend. Douche, so douche know, meat puppets. Yeah. It's bad. Anyway, but, you know, it's yeah, it's amusing. Yeah, it's what it is. It keeps us entertained. So, so on the Sunday show, I'm going to do the meme. Yeah. It's important that everyone know about this new meme. You'll get a kick out of it. 
Yep. Uh, I may do. Uh, I do have a tungsten clip from NCIS LA that I thought was a good piece of propaganda. <laughs> funny, funny. I have the same. Someone sent me the the whole episode. Oh yeah, well, I yeah. got to write the the key clip. Okay, good. We can play it on Sunday, and uh, there's a couple other things here that could go. I mean, there's a dark, a zero dark thirty propagandist coming out is co- quite interesting. Uh, this is the uh, the movie about uh, the killing of Osama bin Laden. Yeah, done by the same woman who did the Hurt Locker, and we yeah. know what the feedback from real yeah. soldiers was about that movie. Yeah, well, apparently this is similar. Bogative. 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 Yeah. But there's a there's a hidden message in there that's kind of uh, unique. Okay. And uh, well, that's actually enough, that's, enough, that's enough teasing. Yeah, there's other stuff there. Then there will be more stuff obviously happening in the next couple of days, uh, including. Well, uh, well, there will be a ton of stuff from over here. We've got uh, Mario Super Mario Monty resigning. We've got uh, weird uh, moves for Belgian austerity. Of course, uh, we wouldn't be able to round out the week with a, a Nigel Farage clip. Uh, so plenty of what's going on here in uh, in Euroland from my well, end. I do. Have, let's play one clip. One clip. Uh, <laughs> I, I got you the end tune running. I've got the I got the end tune running, and now you oh, want to okay. play another clip? No, no, no. I've stopped. Uh, no, it now. play the clip as end of show. Ugh. Which one am I playing as end of show? Berlusconi is back, and it's just to me is like Adam Curtis once mentioned that you know the public is now the experts, and so you hear these crazy people. You know, when they go man on the street to see what's really going on, you hear just lunacy. I'm not quite sure what you meant with that, but... Well, you'll, when you hear Berlusconi's best report on Berlusconi's running again. Yeah. Well, that was kind of my report for Sunday, but yeah, I'll be happy to play this clip. Well, then you can... you can, you can. can. <laughs> uh, this is just man on the street. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, remember... We're watching out for the bogativeness so that it doesn't get on you. And uh, that's why we watch She-Span. Coming up, the Berlusconi end of show clip and, uh, as requested, the Gitmo Nation National Anthem. And uh, as it uh, comes up on 9.30 p.m. here in Euroland, in the morning, everybody, in exile, I'm Adam Curry. And not in Excel, but in northern Silicon Valley, where it's actually a nice day after raining on and off and doing whatever it does around here. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will return once again for you on Sunday, right here on No Agenda. That he should enjoy his pension, and Mr. Monty should run again. The reforms have to go on. It's about Bella Italia, not Bello Berlusconi. And in this Roman marketplace too, there's not much enthusiasm for a return of Mr. Berlusconi. We Italians need to worry, not because of the current crisis, which is serious, but more because this idiot Berlusconi is around. I hope he gets a good smash in the face, and then arrivederci. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise for your Gitmo Nation National Anthem. In the morning, Gitmo Nation. We are all charged up to be 
human resources and service in all lands and all ships at sea. From the east to west, down under to the lowlands and beyond. We are happy and distracted slaves. Here are Adam and John. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton.